Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another roundtable episode of Tuesday Night Jaw on the Distraction Pieces Network. Today, myself and three of my friends will discuss uh, Hell in a Cell from this past weekend. And luckily, I'm going to discuss it. Uh, I'm going to discuss the past weekend with three people I've seen over the past weekend, <laughs> yeah. which oh. makes this quite nice. Um, introducing my guests. Guest number one. I mean, he's not really, he's only missed one of these London ones yeah. thus far. He is the Don of the Distraction Pieces Network. Uh, just so you're aware, um, you know we did the head honcho thing yep. a little while ago. Yep. And we got into talking about former Blackburn defender Stefan Honcho. Yes, yes. Um, I, did, uh, I did an interview for Fox Sports the other day where I ended up doing the Stefan Honcho material again. Brilliant. So we, we, we're taking it around the world. Brilliant, um, I love it. He is um, he's, he's our leader, um, yeah. Scroobius Pip. Hello, I only come on here to meet wrestlers. After each one, I've got a new person at Progress who'll come up and say hello to me and not just look at me like the weirdo on the stairs. I had, always lurking there. So. I had someone tweet me this week going, um, was that Scroobius Pip at the Progress show? It's like, what, you've not, you've not put two and two together that we do a podcast together yeah. quite a lot. Yeah, um, and I'm and at the Progress shows quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, you're at most of the Progress shows. It, Ginny's the only one who'll say hello to me backstage because she won't say hello to me out the front because she's a heel, so yeah. she can't be being she friendly has. in that. She knows I was that like, you could just come up and call me a prick if you want. That'll count. We'll know it's code. <laughs> it can be a little... One of my favourite things Ginny's ever done is that she slapped a guy in the face on the front row and then afterwards, because, I mean, we've had her on Tuesday night, George, yeah, yeah. and away from the ring is very different to what she's like in the ring. And afterwards, she um, she was saying to me, I said, she went, I hit a man in the face. Is that all right? I went, well, what what happened? And she went, well, he, he booed me. And I went, are you, are you a bad guy? And she went, yeah. And I went, then it's fine. You're allowed to hit him in the face. As long as she yeah. doesn't like elevate that. And the next time, oh, I, st- I stabbed a guy in the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shot a man in Reno yeah, yeah, just exactly. to watch yeah, him up. die. I was going to say, um, don't let Paul Robinson hear you say that. <laughs> no. no. Well, I hit 32 guys in the face. <laughs> I've beaten up most of the crowd. Is that all right? Are you <laughs> a heel? Yep. If you're a Progress fan listening to this and you are daft enough to get in any wrestler's face, yeah. um, uh, you know, you get what's coming to you. If you're incredibly daft and you choose to get in Paul Robinson's face yeah, um, yeah, yeah. who is legitimately one of the most terrifying human beings in the world I don't care if he's small he's terrifying don't get the, the fact that he's small makes him more terrifying Absolutely. Yeah. like someone like Rampage oh, I just, uh, 
an avocado. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not going anywhere near Paul. I'm not going to yeah. cuddle that man. Yeah. Jesus. Um, I will introduce my other guest in a minute. I just sure. quickly want to talk about Twitter with you. Yes. You've been hacked this week. I have. Um, oh, and you, you're you're a blue tick dude. You're not meant oh, to be blue hacked. Blue tick dude. Yes. Yeah, exciting. They. It's really weird because they hacked me, changed my name, but they didn't do a single tweet or delete anything. Mm. I don't know what the point was, but I've not got it back yet. But it meant I've experienced my first. WWE pay-per-view Twitter free oh yeah in ages and there was was a few moments as well there was a few moments as well that I wanted to see what Twitter's saying but I couldn't so this is quite exciting to do the round table completely unswayed by um, the internet wrestling community but did that mean that you like watched it more intently I actually watched it yeah Yeah. I actually paid attention (laughs) I I didn't get home until 4 o'clock on Monday morning after progress because progress was later than normal and I got in and managed to avoid all spoilers until yeah. I watched it at seven o'clock last night nice. um, with uh, with my wife and tiny baby son who um, is fascinated by wrestling. Great. The only thing is really football and wrestling. The only two things that on the television will catch his eye and make him just sit there and watch, nice. which bodes well for his future. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and when he's sixteen, and nepotism gives him the Progress Wrestling Championship. And it means all, yeah. that, <laughs> all, that, all that whispering in his ear you've been doing when he's asleep is yeah. paying off. Yeah. <laughs> Football and wrestling. Yeah, start as a heel and then gradually turn into a super baby face. <laughs> um, second guest, uh, you already heard his voice already. Um, uh, I work with this weekend uh, at Comedia in Brighton. Uh, he's been a mate for a long time. Uh, he's part of the wonderful Noise Next Door. Um, he is Sam Pacelli. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me, man. It's nice to actually be here because you've asked me a few times, but always suspiciously close to when the record date is, which is which is cool because it means that I'm like your go-to if your first choice has been cancelled. <laughs> mm. so that's, that's not the case. The case. Um, <laughs> um, first, a second, and third choice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you that came was. up in conversation backstage uh, at Progress. I did. Well, me specifically, or the group? You specifically. Yes. Why? Came up because um, Marty Skull met you. Mm. Yeah, um, at a gig where um, I believe he might have been he might have been trying to impress his girlfriend, and you were um, you knew who he was. Yeah, and, were wearing, and was wearing Helped progress merch, so it ended up making him look like yeah, the rock that, star that he is. It was nice. really jammy actually because I um, in the group we we kind of have an unwritten rule that you're not allowed to wear anything with logos on, mm. and I hadn't cut my hair for ages, and it's got that you know when you let a when you shave your head and then you let it grow out and you look like an absolute tool yeah. like because the balding is just showing so I had I was like I've got to wear a hat I have to wear a hat on stage it's a comedy store like I can't I can't look terrible so I just whacked my progress hat on and yeah it made Marty come and, come and say hello that was nice bear in mind like I have an unwritten rule that I won't wear progress merch on stage unless I'm at a metal festival then it's perfectly mm. acceptable yeah, but, but everywhere else I, I won't and I, I've started having people coming up to me at gigs like I dress very differently for comedia, for example. I, I tend to wear I wear a nice shirt. I tend to either not wear a hat or wear my flat cap and not wear a baseball cap and not wear a T-shirt and cover my tattoos up. And I've had people who are progress fans come to comedy shows and go, why do you dress differently? Because this is my job. <laughs> I'm at work. I'm at work. It's, the, it's, my, it's a different type of work, but it is work. Oh, um, oh, oh, when I worked in HMV, um, it's, it's actually how my stage kind of costume side. But when I worked in HMV, I used to go to the... The metal nights and that, and I'd pop on a suit and tie yeah. to go to the metal nights because at work I just wore jeans and a t-shirt, <laughs> and it was a nice change to go. Oh, I'm going out. I'll, I'll get out of my yeah. work clothes and jeans and t-shirt and pop on a suit and tie. <laughs> it works. Um, final guest um, is our, our wrestler because we always like to have a wrestler on, so we can have a wrestler's Yay. point of view, and also someone uh, I saw this weekend for she was wrestling. 
um, at Progress Chapter 38 on Sunday in a particularly excellent match. Um, it is Pollyanna. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> That's what I can say. Um, um, <coughs> so we've. I think now we've the the, the sort of little um, the little group of, of female wrestlers from Progress. Yeah. We've we've had you all on now because Ginny's been on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Dahlia Black's been on. Mm-hmm. Um, and now yourself. So. Oh great! Uh, I'm the third one actually. So I've also quite a few been on. No, That's so this, cool, is, actually. This, is, this is very pleasing that we've got you on. Um, this is exciting, isn't it? Um, you you were in quite. Quite an intense match on Sunday. So, um, it's something I always want to ask wrestlers: How are you feeling? Because, like, there was there was quite. It wasn't like you were taking it easy on each other, you and Ginny, because you wrestled each other a fair few times, and therefore there was a bit more at stake with this match. So you guys were were hammering each other. So how how in terms of aches and pains? This is the Tuesday after a show. Yeah. How do you feel today? I honestly, shockingly, and I'm quite surprised to say, so I actually feel good. It was actually before the match. I was really nervous because I was practicing, and right before we went out, I went to Jen. And I said, "I can't raise my right arm above my head," and she was like, "What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was. I was trying to be like this, and I was like, "I, I don't know how I'm gonna hit you. How we're gonna actually like get through this?" Because I started to worry, and she was just like, "Like, don't worry, we can do it." And unfortunately. We got out, the adrenaline hit, and it was absolutely fine. I was thinking, I feel fine. And then it went off, and again, my arm started hurting, but then I was getting drunk, so it was all fine. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. That's what you do, isn't it, really? Because um, this is the thing, is, is whenever you, especially when you see people who have been wrestling for a while, you do tend to just get used to seeing people limping and, and yeah. looking like they're in pain all the time, yeah. which is the thing that people always forget. Yeah. about wrestlers like I, I don't have to take bumps like I'm tired from a lot of driving but yeah. I'm not tired from from the, the the amount of physical exertion that you have to do so, how, so you wrestled on Sunday did you wrestle on Friday and Saturday as well I wrestled on Saturday yeah I debuted at ICW really so that was good fun to be honest I was against you know Kimberly and, and Viper oh that's good that's yeah, a great match Viper's fucking sick man am I allowed to swear yeah oh good thank <laughs> yeah, god always check like, honestly yeah. no <laughs> No, she's awesome, but every time, when I woke up before the match on uh, Progress, that's where I was like, uh, train, been run over by a train, man, honestly, but she's freaking sick, honestly, like, I had to take, like, a, you met, you've seen what she looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Would you like to take a crossbody off her? A Viper? Yeah. Not massively, no. Yeah. <laughs> that's, one thing I love about Viper is she, because she, and this is not, this is not meant in a size, way. she's just a bit bigger than most most female wrestlers oh, yeah. is, the, is the way I put it and, and, it's, and it's part of her gimmick yeah. she's fantastic she's fucking phenomenal absolutely fantastic and um, and doing the I think she's part of the world of sport tapings that are happening today as well yes yeah, he, yeah she told me that um, she was going up I think with Shah Samuels and to ensure they would get because apparently we wrestlers cannot be trusted to be on trains they're booking <laughs> them a taxi from <laughs> Bristol to Manchester Brilliant. and I was like a taxi I was like yeah I was like it's not going to cost like 300 quid. Well, they have to ensure we're going to be there. I was like, all right, fine, it's ITV, man. Maybe one day I can get take a yeah. taxi to Manchester up in progress or something. I might take a taxi home. Yeah, yeah. why you do that, The distraction man? piece's budget does yeah, not do cover it. my taxi home. Also, yeah. <laughs> driving doesn't ensure you get anywhere in this country. <laughs> no, no, it's ludicrous. No, it no. doesn't, man. Um, speaking as a man who has... I've, I've only ever missed one gig through just not being able to get there because um, of traffic. But I, you know, speaking as a man who spends most of his time sat in traffic jams... Mm. That is like I'd rather put someone on a train, but I love Absolutely. the concept of not trusting people to get on a train because as a promoter, you've always got that worry. Yeah. So whenever we do super strong style, and there's more than one input on the car. Yeah. We're always like, 
where are where are all the imports? Where are <laughs> they? Um, and especially because often when you fly people in from the states, you're not normally flying them in from a major airport. You're mm-hmm. normally taking them. They've normally got one or two connections. Yeah. And and a little dodge that a lot of people are using now because it's expensive to fly people over is using the Iceland and Norwegian air lines right. which mm. often yeah. go via Reykjavik or Oslo so you've got to make sure that and you don't want people to be sitting around for like a 32 hour flight <laughs> for no, something that takes yeah, 9 yeah. hours appreciate yeah. that but if um, oh, who was it we had one guy who Callahan, Matt Cross during Super Strong Star it, it, it might have been Super Strong Star it might have been another time but we had a guy who was meant to be it was meant to be here the day before, so he had an easy journey. It might have been Tommaso, actually. That was meant to be here the day before. I an easy yeah. journey. Flight got completely cancelled. Arrived. Arrived, like, with half an hour to spare. Hadn't slept. And it's like... But the American guys are used to this. Mm. Like, they're so like, yeah. oh, well, I'm here now. It's like, oh, come on. Like, if I'm at the... If I'm on a train that's delayed by half an hour, I'm literally yeah. ready to riot. <laughs> so I guess in the States you can't drive, like, Phoenix to Boston. I was going to say, that's it. it's just because America is so big mm. that all trips are a long yeah. trip, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I remember when we when the first time B. Dolan was over his, his supporting us on tour, and we're like, oh, we've got a long one today with... It's, Br- it's Bristol, and then it's Glasgow. And it was like, oh, how long is that? Like, oh, it's a like, four or five-hour drive. So. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a standard yeah. day drive, a minimum standard day drive in America if you're going from one mm. city to another. I had this, I was talking to um, one of the first times I supported Mick Foley, I was talking mm. to him about it and I was saying, um, I was saying, oh, I've, I've done loads of driving this week, I've done like a thousand miles in a week. And he went, all right. And he said, um, what was the longest drive that you did? And I went, oh, I think I did a six hour drive. And he went, yeah. okay. Yeah. I said, this is going to come down to the longest you've ever driven, isn't it? And he went, yeah. He said, the, the longest I've ever driven in one stint is 21 hours. Brilliant. Jesus. And you're like, beast. Well, you know um, Brian Kendrick? Yeah. So, um, Brian Kendrick, when he was in Ring of Honor, his name was Spanky. Do you know why his name was Spanky? He used to fall asleep, didn't he? Or, no, no he, other people used to fall asleep. He used to drop, went to keep himself awake on long right. distance journeys. Yeah. He used to uh, masturbate whilst driving. Brilliant. And that's why he was called Spanky. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it. One of my favourite wrestling facts of all time. And also, I don't know if you will talk about Brian Kendrick. Works on flights as well. After, after you've done the deed, that makes you sleepy. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. What? It never it does the deed. I don't know. Maybe ah, he just perpetually, just perpetually what's the phrase? Ticking over. Yeah. Uh, Edging. Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, guests in the hotel room and he's just full. Just yeah. like, oh, I'm going oh, oh, to explode. Um, yeah, also, literally. When he made his entrance, we were, when we were watching, uh, and we'll get to the Cruiserweight match properly in a bit, and this is a reference that is only interesting to me and Sam because we're the only people who will know, uh, and some people listening will know, but but it's very um, very niche comedian reference. When Brian Kendrick made his entrance the other day, my missus nudged me and went, why is Matt Reed in the <laughs> He looks exactly yeah, like a, uh, a comedian from Sunderland called Matt yeah. Reed, who's a very good friend of mine. He looks, uh, he looks like exactly Matt Reed thing. and Drew Galloway had a really weird little mini baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he does, yeah. he does. Um, just tweet Matt Reed now. Um, he have no idea what you're talking about, but it'll probably make his day because someone's contacted him. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I'd like to start off on a, a more general point before we get into Helena Cell. Um, so I, I've got kind of got two today. One's a, one's a fun one. One's a, one's a more serious one. Um, Hell in a Cell, three cell matches on the show. Yep. I want to know what people's favourite cage matches are. <clears throat> I'll give you mine so you've got time to think about it. Mm-hmm. It can be any cage match. It doesn't have to be a Hell in a Cell match. Um, for some reason, some people prefer the traditional can escape this, this, uh, yep. the cage. <clears throat> some people like completely ludicrous matches like the cage of death ones that uh, CZW have in America, which are nuts. Um, my favourite cage match of all time, and it's on the network, and forgive me for not remembering exactly what show it is, 
Um, it's also on the WWF's Best of Cage Matches DVD that came out a fair while ago. Um, so rather than me pick a Hell in a Cell match, I'm going to pick um, Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard <laughs> in the NWA in the uh, about 1984 because it's got one of the best endings ever, okay. which is because which is um, causing a submission by essentially just stabbing a man in the eye. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. that's when that's when wrestlers were wrestlers. Yeah, I'll take um, that. And it's genuinely it stands up today because you watch a lot of wrestling early 80s wrestling now and you go, well, it's not. It's not as fast-paced as this now, yeah. is it? Um, but it, genuinely, go back and watch it. It is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Nice. Genuine hatred. Magnum TA, before he had a car accident, was going to be one of the biggest stars um, in wrestling. Was going to be absolutely huge. Would, would have been NWA, WCW's answer to Hulk Hogan if he hadn't yeah. have got... Hadn't have, wrapped his, hadn't have wrapped his car around a lamppost. Damn. So <clears throat> he... Absolutely brilliant, and yeah. also had a brilliant moustache. It was like it's like watching it's like watching Tom Selleck in a fight. It's brilliant. Um, I love uh, that. That's the second thing you remember from a specific cage match is, is the moustache. Stabbing in an eye, <laughs> a moustache. It's yeah. a night out for me. Um, so amazing. Um, I've 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 got um, instantly came to mind was it must have been the first cage match I saw, but but Hulk Hogan, Big Boss Man. Was just fantastic. I had it on DVD. No, on DVD on video. My brother had the Hulk Hogan video, and I had the Ultimate Warrior video, and it was the best one yeah. on the Hulk Hogan video. Is that the one Superplex off the top of the cage? Yeah, yeah. Because Bossman was a nutcase. Yeah, Boss, yeah. It was Bossman a for a big dude. It, yeah. Two of my favourite ever big guy wrestlers are Bossman and Bam Bam Bigelow because yeah. they'd always take that kind of crazy yeah. risks. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I thought it was great. And also because you could have picked a really when you went Hulk Hogan, I was like, please. Please God, don't let it be. Um, what was WrestleMania 2's main event? Hulk King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Which is so bad. No, it wasn't that. But <laughs> so one that came bad. to mind was uh, I was watching on the network because I didn't watch a lot of, of WCW pay per views yeah. back in the day. I watched their match where it's two rings in a cage. Uh, they're the Thunderdome cage the matches, th- aren't it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was watching one of them. And it oh, the was War this, Games ones. Oh, the War, War Games, Games ones. ones yeah. That's right. I was watching one of them and there was a whole mystery of. Who was going to come out as the fourth member or something mm. in some kind of situation? And Flair came out, and it was the biggest pop. And he came out, and I was watching, and I had to to, to rewind it because once he got in the cage, he did over a minute of just strutting as the crowd went mental. <laughs> Everyone else had been fighting for twenty minutes, half hour, and Flair just came out and danced around and did elbow drops and took clothes off and all sorts. I was just like. This is brilliant in what is the most brutal of matches, and they've all been going at it. Everyone just kind of stopped for a bit as Flair came out and the first and two examples it. of war games are two of the best <laughs> matches that have ever happened. But yeah. then it's one of those ones where occasionally they go to the well a little bit too often, and you'd be like, okay, this is a yeah. little bit brilliant. Not really doing the initial. There's also the um, the Chamber of Horrors match that at a Halloween Havoc, yeah. which um, ends when Mick Foley as Cactus Jack. Accidentally, you, to win the match, you had to put one of your the opposing team in an electric chair in the middle of the ring. What? And then flick a switch. <laughs> Not making this up. Uh, about 1991, Halloween Havoc, I think this was. I could get the year wrong. But um, but yeah, Mick doesn't realise that his tag team partner, Abdullah the Butcher, is in it and flicks it. And Abdullah sort of sits there and goes... Amazing. Amazing. But in that match, it's it's, it, it, you see that. That was at the point where Mick was so desperate to get himself over and, and be booked in many places as possible he's taking ridiculous bumps especially for the time he takes yeah. a DDT off the top rope Brilliant. you don't see many people take DDTs off the top rope 
now, even in indie wrestling, you mm. don't see it's because mm. that's a scary bump. And he's just like, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, we'll be fine. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll be fine. Um, see, so, I never really watched any WCW as a as a kid, but the gimmick matches just sound hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Who, who came up with that? Like, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> WCW <laughs> even did a thing where I think it might be on the same pay per view where they did. Um, Jake Roberts came over in as a, a heel and he was going up against Sting who was their number one babyface and they did a spin the wheel make the deal match where they had like a, a, a like a wheel of fortune thing with loads of gimmicks on now what you do in this situation is is you gimmick it yeah. so the match that you want to have yeah. happens it's basic right? they didn't do this <laughs> so the match that won was a coal miners glove match right which is one of the dullest gimmick matches yeah. uh, big heavy glove on a pole person to get the glove can use the glove yeah. it's it's not the best. It's not going to break into the. Am I, am I it's not going to break into the top four pay per views of the <laughs> no. year, is it? <laughs> that, what kind of glove is that? Is that just like a, like a glove, just an average glove, it's, or is that got some like metal glove. in it or something? I believe it's a, a slightly heavier, heavier glove. slightly gimmicked glove. <laughs> um, it's better than a gardener's glove match. Right. Um, yeah. It's slightly more intense, but yeah, they didn't gimmick it. So Brilliant. you can just hear, so you can hear a whole crowd going. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, what coal miner's glove then? So. Uh, Sam, I'll go to you first. I th- leading on from that, actually, so because I didn't watch WCW, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I loved the invasion angle because to me, I didn't know who any of these guys were that were coming so, in. So were you, it was uh, a genuine invasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time, <laughs> I was like, this guys? is awesome. Yeah. Like, who the hell are these guys? They're coming in and they're attacking people that I like, know and love and stuff. And so because of that... <laughs> who are these guys coming in and getting beaten by WWF yeah, titles? Yeah, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> um, but because of that, uh, the, the first thing that came to mind when you said about cage matches was the, uh, the Undertaker-Kane uh, DDP Canyon match where so it was the they were it was for to unify the, the tag tiles and DDP and Canyon had been awful all the way through and had been uh, you know just doing really horrible things all the way through and so they were I just hated them I absolutely hated them with a passion and I was like how are they going to do like a tornado tag in a in a cage but then both people have to escape mm. so yeah. I was like that doesn't make any sense and actually it was genius because I can't remember who it was I think it was DDP maybe that just climbed out and left Canyon in there. And then, the, and then so like Kane was like, oh, I'm going to go up the top. And Undertaker was like, nah. And so Kane just turned around and there was just a two on one. I was like, that is genius. Yeah. That is yeah. so good. And then yeah. they just absolutely annihilated it. I can't remember which way around it was, whether it's it was great. DP that was left or Canyon, but they just annihilated him. And I just really remember that being, oh, that's nice storytelling. Yeah. I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. It, I think it's nice when you think about how many cage <clears throat> matches and stuff that have been in the past. It's nice because the obvious ones for people to there's, there's obvious ones for people to pick, and then there's really utterly bizarre ones like the one you've just mm. picked. Yeah, but it's, it's I think it's a lot of things about what you like about your best matches. Very few people remember a whole match like it's yeah. it's moments, mm. and it was that that just that moment of one of the guys escaping, and then the two brothers just looking at each other, going, okay, we "Oh, got we've this guy. we've realized." Obviously, it's planned, but it's like we've realized it's, what's it's, going it, to happen. It's now. rare it's to have logic in a cage match because exactly. particularly at the point yeah. where you could either climb over the cage or go <laughs> yeah. out the door that yeah. they would open for you. It was like. Why? Yeah. Why aren't you going out the door? Why? I like that they always used to employ like a concierge to open the door for yeah. you yeah. in those cage matches. Yeah. Oh, he's coming towards you. Yeah. Better open the door. Yeah. I'd love I... it if just one person had given them a tip in that American way of folding a yeah. note into their yeah. hand yeah. and just doing yeah. a handshake. Yeah. 
I never understood that psychology though. Is like the whole point of it is to pin or escape the cage, and then it's like, oh, you'll open the door for me. That's where I'll go then yeah. the whole time. Really, I, just, yeah. I never really it's understood easiest. that myself, to be honest. Um, it does. It does lead often to the the worst. One of the worst things you can have done to you as a wrestler, which is the cage door slammed on your head. Yeah. Uh, in particular, again, if you're Mick Foley and you let China do it to you, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> um, and you. And you're not daft enough to put your hands in any way to stop mm. it. Yeah. The, I forget which show it is, but when, when he's feuding with Triple H, and it's a oh, horrible, yeah. horrible um, thing to have done. Because it's one of those things that doesn't necessarily look that impressive. It's like, like table bumps look impressive. They look absolutely amazing. But they're not necessarily loads more dangerous than you taking mm. a yeah. power bomb normally. Yeah. Like a power bomb normally would uh, you can probably back us up on this Polly. I would imagine I've a never power been bomb through one. You've I've never, never been, been through a table. Put bitches through I've never been through <laughs> one. You put Ginny through one, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Keep it that way. Man. <laughs> um but like taking taking a, a really violent flat back bomb, especially on the floor, yeah. is way worse than having a table break that fall first. Yeah, it yeah. breaks you before you hit man, so it helps you a lot really having it there. Um um, uh, cage match, cage match for you. Any that uh, pops like, into your head? Well, well, like if, I don't know if, if I can use this one in ex- examples. This is the one that pops up to me when we're talking about moments, rather than mm. I'd say like a good match. But can I choose an elimination chamber for this example? Of course, can. Um, the one I was actually going to choose now, my memory is shot, so I can not remember this one, but the reason why this one stood out to me was um, originally Randy Orton was supposed to be in this uh, match. He got injured and he got replaced by Santino Morella. Yes. Oh, yeah, now I remember it's the one. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> the last two was Daniel Bryan and Santino Morella. Yeah, because I remember watching this going, no, they're not. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like, you know, as soon as you say it to me, I'm just like, what's the best one? What's the best one? I'm thinking, okay, think of moments. And the moments that pop up to me is when. Um, what is it? Jericho is like winding up Undertaker in the cage, and he just like smashes through. All, he just opens it, and he can't do anything, and he just gets the shit beaten into him. And this mm-hmm. one, again, just reminded me that everyone thinks, oh, Santino Morella, they had to put someone in there, and they think, oh, we're just going to chuck him out because why is Santino Morella, yeah. this comedic wrestler, being in mm-hmm. this chamber? And what happens? It's the last two. And the whole crowd was absolutely fucking nuts because he fucking like fought so hard against. <laughs> Brian, I'm sorry, but that was me losing yeah, my yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Go, Santino! Exactly the same. Exactly the same. The same with the know. rumble as well. Like, you, I know. You just think, oh god, he could. I, he's going to win. I was like watching that with like my mates in um when I was at uni, and we were all going absolutely ape shit. Yeah, and then yeah. what is it? Alberto de Rio comes in and he's like, no, no. And then he chucks him out. We're all just like, we're, we're still happy as Alberto, but yeah. oh my but god. It, but, but, it, but here's the thing: is that's a really good device to be, to use in wrestling is the kind of slightly comedic underdog all of a sudden having a chance at doing something mm, amazing yeah. yes. a great example of this in British wrestling would be how Grado has been booked by ICW for the last yes. few years he's a huge star but in theory if you were to go by a wrestling purist point of view you'd go but he's a comedic wrestler yeah but he's really brilliant at being a comedic mm. wrestler he's yeah. one mm-hmm. of the best in the world at it and people care about him and once you've got people caring about it I'd use an example from our show at the weekend is Jack Sexsmith who's been on one of these round tables is a very good wrestler but he's comedic Yes. and what what he's gradually doing is being less comedic and more of a good wrestler and by the end of that match at the weekend which he lost um, 
people really cared about mm. him. And also yeah. the fact that he will... Stand innovation. Yeah. yeah. And he'll take a stupid bump in every match yeah. that he does. Yeah. Um, like it, it helps build heels as well because as soon does. as you see, you know, one of these comedic guys who everyone loves getting beaten down, yeah. you're just yeah. you're helping both people out. Um, yeah. Uh, I would say um, the, um, the show from the weekend is not going to be on demand-progress.com for uh, a couple of weeks because, um, because John's away um, and he's allowed time off. We don't let him, allow him much, but he's allowed some. Um, uh, and and we're a cottage industry where he edits the videos. Um, but um, when you do get a chance to see it, just check out um, Jack's X Miss New Ring Gear. It is the most hilarious ring gear. It's got unicorns and rainbows on it. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. And that was a great match. It I was a they, great match. they both, oh, everyone looked amazing in that. What you've got to bear in mind in that match, which was uh, TK Cooper, uh, Travis. Travis Banks uh, with Dahlia Black, um, Dahlia who went through a table. Um, they all uh, get through tables, not me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, against Jack Sexsmith and and uh, bodyguard Roy. Roy Johnson. Loads of these people have been on, on yeah. Tuesday Night Joy. It's quite nice. Um, uh, um, what's amazing with that is not everyone in that match is massively experienced, no. and they they sort of they close the first half of a show, which is you know they were super grateful for doing. I did say to them, it's partly because we do love you, but partly because we have to sweep the ring afterwards because yeah. the tables. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, like um, Jack Sexsmith and, and Body Guy, like Body Guy was a fan of our shows who went to the wrestling school. Yeah, you know, if awesome. you watch yeah. the mm-hmm. early shows, he was sat front row. Second that's row. what was exciting, seeing him have an amazing match. And again, it was hugely embarrassing because I got there just m- 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 midway through a Pollyanna and Ginny's match. So I then that was ending the first half, and I just <laughs> as as they're in there, I just tap Chris and goes, "Man, a man, Roy's looking." Big. Yeah, yeah. He looks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks amazing. Like that's the stupidest comment, but he looks like WWF shape at the moment. He's looking yeah. that that good, and it was great to then see. I said because I've mainly enjoyed his race man challenges. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I've not watched yeah. that. I've not seen that many of his matches, and this was like, wow, he's how often come on leaps and bounds when he does a race man challenge. Do people spot you in the crowd and go, people this is the time for Lip to look, rise look to the challenge? Yeah. 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 I always keep my head down slightly, <laughs> slightly in that scenario. Like, yep, okay, yep. Um, okay. What I liked is you did text me during the show going, because you were at the Comic-Con, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. And you texted me during the show going, I'm on my way, make everyone go slow <laughs> so yeah. I don't miss too much. It's like, like, you know when there's an ad break in a WWF yeah. <laughs> event and they just fill some time I was like just give some kind of signal of ad break yeah. and just, just just let this match I don't want to miss too much um, <laughs> another point this is a question that's come for, on, on Twitter as always you want to tweet about uh, anything to do with wrestling I'm at Jim Smallman uh, on Twitter always use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw so I know it's to do with wrestling and it's not just abuse based on what football team I support and I'm at Deciding K no, no, <laughs> that's the person who's hacked my account yeah. just the, if you know who Deciding K is then feel free to just knock on their door and hit them um, so um, uh, Wayne Outram said um, and he used Natalia as an example for this but he said should wrestlers stay in character on social media I have theories on this should wrestlers stay in character on social media his example was Natalia because Natalia as a character is evil nasty Natalia Natalia on Twitter is a nice lady who likes cat lady so should wrestlers stay in character now I have from a Brit and and this is something that me and Polly were talking about before that I want to kind of go off on because social media is an important thing for wrestling but equally it's something that can be a bit a bit annoying Mm. Um, so a great example of this will be El Ligero. Mm-hmm. El Ligero, um, he tweets pretty much exclusively out of character. 
because mm. he tweets first of all in English so I'm presuming he's got a really good Google Translate app on his phone yeah. because he's of course Mexican <laughs> um, but but often he'll tweet he'll tweet photos of where he's wrestling plus he's a bad guy for progress yeah. but he is a good guy everywhere else and as yeah, we have discussed right. on many occasions before El Ligero works everywhere yeah. so he is you know on one hand he's normally a good guy but he's a bad guy for us so he can't stay in character as a bad guy um Jimmy Havoc, when he was having his his heel run for us, was pretty much exclusively a dick to everyone all the time on Twitter, in the same way that Kevin Owens is like that. <laughs> Kevin Owens manages to both be a family man and an absolute tool. Yeah, it's nice to have an excuse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I don't know what you guys, and I've got another point about social media that I'll come to in a second, but I don't know what you guys kind of think about this, because from as a promoter's point of view, I'd love it if people stayed in character mm. all the time. Mm. You know, like It's only it's, now I can talk about the fact that Jimmy's my mate, it's, and everyone knows. Yeah, but it's it, it's tough as you said there on in if you're in the Indies because you're going to be wrestling in a, a lot of different places and yeah. not necessarily yeah. in the same way as a as, as a heel or face. But I do think yeah on the I, I would prefer if WWE kind of level and all that if yeah you kind of get in that carriage. It's weird because a Jericho seems to manage it, yeah. being mm-hmm. himself but being a heel as well. Yeah. It's a weird balance he seems he seems to have and. Yeah, but it's it's more interesting as well. Like Rusev's, have you looked at Rusev's Twitter? It's hilarious, and it's in character. Yeah, and it's just gold. Maybe it's because he's got a, a an easier gimmick. Yeah, with mm. which to tweet from. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but it must be so hard from their point of view, from Hill's point of view, that social media is a thing. Like twenty years ago, it was way easier to kind of you know keep kayfabe or, or like. Mysterious. But they ha- that's yeah. why that's the only reason you know that Rusev and Lana are married is because TMZ yeah. reported yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise. That wouldn't have happened, mm. and they because it they're put them in a really the, difficult the, situation. Yeah, it's a summer rain angle, yeah. weren't it, at the time? Because they were doing a split thing, and then they had to go, no, because mm. we all knew the truth. Yeah. Back in the day, tw- you know, twenty years ago, if the only way we knew about that was perhaps through the Wrestling Observer, they would have carried on with it and would have hoped we didn't know. Mm. Um, but I do think that makes it, it. It can it can also be confusing with WWE in particular, where they've got they've got different characters within their own different shows so like mm. Natalia isn't like a horrible person on Total Divas I guess it's more like they do break it yeah, down that it's your it? actual life compared to playing a character on TV mm. yeah. Um, yeah so so that's really odd she's like playing her Total Divas self on social media Yeah. but then on the main roster is this other character which doesn't make sense it's confusing isn't yeah. it I guess it's mm-hmm. a case of if you're managing to play the whole thing of they're always saying of playing an exaggerated version of yourself yeah. which you've got people like as Seth Rollins even who hasn't really changed on Twitter that much but he has gone from heel to face so, but it's still probably changed, it's in, probably changed his Instagram yeah, settings yeah maybe yeah. <laughs> um. Jer- Jer- you brought up Jericho he's a, he's an interesting one with that because he, he often says like when he's I think literally in the last couple of months is the first time he's ever sold merch yeah. when he's been a heel like, right, he doesn't yeah. like, he's like no why, why would anyone no yeah. one should want to buy my stuff yeah, completely. as a bad guy yeah um, yeah so I think there's, there's people on the indies who you can have a character that is an extension of your personality. So, for example, for you, Polly, like, uh, Tommy End's a great example of this. Like, Tommy End, it, the, the character of Tommy End being a, uh, a, a, satanic ma- uh, a satanic mason sort of character, and the Sumerian Death Squad whole thing is that they're meant to go around the world. If you take it at the, car- the most cartoony level, yeah. they're meant to go around the world eliminating the targets... Um, that they're told to do for, for basically for, for the power of Satanism. Great. Right? But the reality is, if you get to know Tommy, Tommy is really into 
is really into sort of black metal and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And he, he is, by his own admission, a practicing Satanist. And he is... Yeah. It's not a million miles away from his, mm. from his gimmick. Um, but So he can stay in that gimmick yeah. and talk to people normally and, uh, and it, and it kind of works. With you, Polly, I mean, like... Because your gimmick's not... I mean, apart from you coming out to the, to the music that you come out to, your gimmick's not... It's not cartoonish in any way, is it? I mean, you're... Really? No, I don't think it is. I mean, like... Well, so, we were having a chat the other day about other stuff that you're into. Like, so you're into video games and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so if you were to tweet about stuff like that, that's perfectly acceptable and, and in line with you... Yeah. ...with your character, I think. Yeah, it makes sense because at the end of the day, it's like you obviously know that the whole thing is a warrior princess, so I can tweet about... All like the um, <clears throat> shows like Xena and, and Game of Thrones. Obviously, I can w- talk about all like the nerdy superhero stuff as well. Because at the end of the day, that's again what I think a wrestler is: is that we're superheroes. At the end of the day, why can I get like smacked right in the face? But then if the ref takes a slight little barge, he's down for ten minutes. Really, yeah, 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 at the yeah, end yeah, of the day, yeah. it's like logic. <laughs> it's like logic, consistency. Really. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's like that and whatnot. But um. I can, I can, I guess, like on social media, I can maybe try and be like, oh, I'm, I'm slightly intelligent, so I'll use like a slightly longer word on the odd occasion, or just talk. Even at one point, I think I started talking about myself in third person, and if they question me, I'm just like, why are you talking yourself in third person? It's like, well, I'm not the rock, aren't I? Oh, do you know what we should do? <laughs> we should have a national let's talk about ourselves in third person date. Right? <laughs> all right, fine. I don't think when it takes we, long enough, is it? When are we do, <laughs> let's do it for a date. Let's all agree. The four of us to do it. Everyone who listens to Tuesday Night Jaw to do it. Pip can only do it if he gets his account back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Otherwise, we'll get my hacker to speak about himself. Right, yeah. right. This Friday. This Friday. Friday, the 4th of November is national talk about yourself in the third person. Let's get it trending. <laughs> like Th- it. Hashtag third person day. On Friday, every tweet any of, any of us right has to be in the third person. Oh, so it's only on social media, it's not in your lives. No, because you, no, no, it's going to make doing comedy really difficult yeah. for me on Friday Slash night. Slash hilarious. I mean, it's good because Screwius <laughs> Pip is going to see Head PE on Friday night. How <laughs> yeah. exciting is that? Is it, 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 it yeah. 1999? Yeah. Good. Excellent. Yeah, um, I'm real excited. I literally <laughs> saw I them when I was went, 18. One of my mates went to see them the other day and went, they're brilliant. Yeah. Still. It's almost 20 years since I first saw them. And, and weirdly, they're touring and my old driver is their driver. This isn't interesting to anyone. Let's, let's talk about <laughs> wrestling. It is interesting. So Friday, we all agreed, Friday yep. is National Talk About Yourself in Third Person Day. So hashtag oh. Third Person Day. Let's get this... I mean, let's be honest. There's one of us in the room who can genuinely influence social media. Got <laughs> and I've got, I've got a blue tick, but I ain't got that many followers. So, um, so yeah, National Third Person Day on Friday. Well, on the thing when I do it, it's going to sound like, like Sam is a terrible name to use in the third person repeat. I like it. The Sam. Garbage. The Sam. Oh, the, the Sam. Sam. The Sam. The Sam. Yeah, if, okay. if it helps you, if it, I'm just going to call myself Smallman all the time. Yeah, Smallman so is enjoying a bagel. That's going to be the sure first, you first yeah. tweet. Of the make day. sure you don't accidentally leave a space in the middle of that name. <laughs> Smallman small yeah. has got a bagel. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Friday national talk about yourself in the third person day. Thanks, Polly. If, you've given us this. You've got, no got a normal name though. It sounds less like wrestler and the rock and more like Big Brother blue. commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smallman yeah. is enjoying a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be brilliant. Uh, hashtag third person day. Um, that's what we do. Um, one of the reasons I want to talk about social media is um, is is how fans interact with with wrestlers on social media. Now, I'm I'm quite lucky in that every now and again I'll get someone tweeting me going, "I didn't like that on a show." I'm more likely to get tweeted stuff which is more to do with someone near me is annoying. Can you do something about it? Mm. Rather than 
I didn't like this show. Um, and and we, I think we've discussed this before with, with like fans tweeting you about music yeah. and saying, I, I, like, it, it, it's like you're allowed to have an opinion. But, and this is where it comes from, is is if you don't like a match that Polly is in, for example, yeah. maybe, like, because I, I, I consider Polly a friend, but in the same way that I don't like, if someone absolutely, if someone doesn't like something I've done on stage and stand up, mm. maybe don't tweet me and tell me. Yeah. I'm fragile yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I think sometimes people don't realise that. I think if you're in the WWE... You're probably allowed to be open to that. Yeah, that you have a hundred thousand notifications and tweets about mm. it. Yes, yeah. it's fine yeah. to not enjoy something and yes. just not return to it if you didn't enjoy yeah, it. You don't exactly. have to make sure that person yeah. knows. Because I know that it's something that that as a, as a friend of yours yeah. wound you up a little bit on Sunday is because again, if you're if you're a fan of wrestling, there's things you're not you're allowed to not like and like in wrestling because mm-hmm. we talk about that stuff all the time. Sure. That's, you're allowed yep. to do that. I think, but if you vocalise it and you actually tag someone who's involved in the match in, yeah. Yeah. that's the point. I think sometimes, what I'm trying to get at is people don't often realise like how seriously you take what, what you do. If, if, if someone criticises what you do, you genuinely, it bothers you, doesn't it? Because, yeah, because, it does. You know, in the same way that it would me and Sam doing comedy... And, yeah. it, and it would pit with, with music or acting or whatever. Not I mean, I'm a massive egotist. <laughs> don't give a shit what you normal people think about my art. Are you, are you just like James Blunt? Like, yeah. Just like, yeah. James Blunt is brilliant on Twitter, isn't he? he is. The only way it's made I, me like him. I, I, I once did, I, I did one tour where I, on I think it was on Facebook or maybe even MySpace, I did a detailed review of the crowd each night. <laughs> really? As, as, as a kind of response oh to that, of saying, right, actually, it was a bit kind of slow to get going and there was points where it was and just, just just really broke it down just to kind of illustrate that if you're messaging me to say I didn't it, for us it'd be more they'd moan about a certain support act or something like that it was like well it's fucking free like you've yeah. do you know what I mean you've, that's extra if you didn't free. enjoy it that's fine but sh- just shut up I think if you're, if you're, you're shut up, man, at that point. atting someone like you want yeah. them to see that like you, yeah. like you said yeah, you can complain and you don't have to direct it to them or you can complain in your head and not vocalise it but it's, it's it's such a specific one of the wrestling it, things I get tweeted the most is is well I didn't like Raw this week well don't watch it cool man exactly. don't I literally yeah. just don't watch yeah, exactly. it yeah. in the same way that if you don't like Progress's product don't, don't come to our shows mm. what I mean I we're, we're looking that we don't but I mean but the first thing I do after a show is I look for criticism of our show I don't look for praise because yeah. we're looking that we get a lot of that yeah right um, I don't look I only look for criticism and I take it massively personally because yeah. I'm exactly the same as you, as you Polly. It, 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 I take it super, super, super personally. They don't ever tend to tag me in it, but they often tag Progress in it, the, the, mm. the company account, which I don't normally look after. And and that stuff, it bothers me. And I don't. It's probably slightly different for your stand-up, Sam, because it's mainly improvised and it, and there's there's four. Of you. Yeah, because it's improvised, you can say that if they didn't like it, it's their own fault for shouting out. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, which is but. Like the and I've said this on the podcast a fair few times. The one person I notice in an audience, be it wrestling or comedy, is the one person who's got yeah. their arms folded who isn't enjoying it. Mm. And that that shit bothers me all the time. Yeah. And it's the I think what sometimes people don't realise is because you see wrestlers in the ring being super confident, they don't necessarily realise. Certainly, independent wrestlers, but some people are going to not give a shit. 
But I reckon most people are going to be exactly the same as you, Polly. And someone yep. copies you in and says, I didn't like this. It's, it's not a particularly nice it's thing weird. to do, is it? It's just, it just feels like you're being a dick for the sake of being a dick. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's like, I had, like, when I you know was whining about this, someone said to me, it's like, are you telling me then because I didn't have a hand in watching a movie that I can't say it's bad? And I'm like, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, it's like at the end of the day, if you tweet the film industry fuck knows like any actors like five million like followers mm. or something on twitter it's like you get a few like imagine if i get five tweets and like just one is bad that's going to stand out to me so much more than all the four nice credits because that's a bit like shit but it's also a bit like well it's like why 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 are you telling me this why are you like then making me feel like yeah, shit when i really of, of, yeah of getting that across it's, yeah. yeah it's ridiculous i mean I, I i get it when people are, are really lofty and they're yeah. kind of there to be I think once once you're super famous, you you kind of it's something that goes with the territory. Yeah. And also, by the time you are super famous, you've probably got to a point where you genuinely don't care. Like friends of mine who are in comedy, I guarantee are, still some of them it'll be the one negative one yeah. that gets through mm-hmm. and they notice. But, I, yeah. but I, I certainly know people in the world of comedy who li- it literally like criticism doesn't bother them anymore because yeah. they're super super famous now. Yeah. It doesn't need to matter to them. Yeah. For me, I I get if I find a a bad review of me somewhere. Um, like really it it genuinely bothers me but I'm looking that as a rule people don't tend to at me and if they do I don't there's some I've already blocked (laughs) (laughs) but but also as well I it's it's one of those things I think that that people just don't appreciate how like we've talked about this on the show a lot so I hate anyone who chants you can't wrestle Mm -hmm. Mm. because especially if you chant it to Roman Reigns who can He's yeah. a good wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with what he does. If you don't want him to be a champion, then fine. But he can wrestle. Mm. Yes. And if you're chanting that, unless you're a former multiple-time world champion and you're the person starting that chant in an arena, yeah. you have no right to chant it. <laughs> yeah. In the same way that we were saying this, we met up and had a cup of coffee before, I was saying that one of the things I'm really proud of at Progress Shows is the only time the fans, and it's brilliant and we appreciate the fans doing this, the only time the fans chant, um, you fucked up, is to me, <laughs> and I'm fine with that, if I've messed yeah. something up at like, mm. my intros or whatever, or at John, if he's messed something up and yeah. pressed the wrong button, mm. and we're totally fine with that because we're not wrestlers, yeah. and we, we, just, we just rebound straight off of us. And on the show on Sunday was when... Um, TK, TK Cooper punched uh, punched a, punch a chat, and they're chanting it then as part of the storyline. Sure. Yeah. They're not chanting because yeah, yeah, he messed yeah, the yeah, move up. They're chanting yeah. going, "Ha ha, you're silly, you made a mistake." Yeah, and and that's something that I'm super proud of within our yeah. fans, and people do tend to be super super respectful. But I think the, the point I want to get across is sometimes on social media, people don't understand how much just one little thing. If you mm. add someone in, I, have an opinion, I, that's cool. But maybe don't. I think it's important to on the yeah. flip side though. Criticism can be really important, but it's like you say, people are just intentionally dicks. Like if you're yeah. providing something constructive or, or, or something that can maybe help you improve, especially if they've got an actual a basis in what yeah. they're talking about, fair enough. But it's just where yeah, that it was, still that takes was a certain shit. ego to think that you that your opinion is of that importance. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I went in on a guy once on Twitter because. I used to host an MMA sh- or, or be on an MMA show on BT Sports, and this guy tweeted saying how much he, he loved me and Dan Hardy, but I won the other guys in on there who he tagged. He said it's just annoying and does my head in or something like that, and I just I I, I turn into a nasty psychopath in these situations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went on his page been and my I, tweet, I know I went on his page and I saw his picture of him and his kids and how he's a proud dad and I said, look, you're a proud dad and you've got kids. Is that how you teach 
like your kid to be. If, yeah. if your kid comes home from school and says, I don't like Sarah, do you say, right, well, it's okay to not like people, but just make sure that Sarah knows you don't like her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever exactly. you do, just make sure she's aware that you don't like her and why. But don't say like, no, you face, kind of, like, like, yeah. like, you can right. say that it's okay to <laughs> yes. not like someone, but you don't, you keep that to yourself. You kind of, uh, you know, so I went in and, and he ended up apologising and, and saying, oh, I, no, I actually, you made I, a good I, point. this is yeah. the thing. I genuinely think a lot of the time, I don't think wrestling fans do things like this to be, they're not, they're not trolls as a rule. They're not doing it to be malicious. They're doing it because most wrestling fans do care massively about wrestling. Mm. You know, they, they do and they love wrestling and they have opinions on it. It's just, it's one of those, just maybe think about the fact you might actually upset the person that you're tweeting, which yeah. people don't always think of. It's the same with comedy, same with music, same with anything. Just, you know, if you've got an opinion, it's fine to not like something, but just, bear in mind that you genuinely might really ruin someone's day mm, yeah. by expressing that opinion if they're tagged in it. So, mm. right. Yeah. Maybe. I've made me point. It's <laughs> a hands down point, man. Yeah, I've made me point. Um, uh, right. Hell in a Cell. Um, there was a pre-show. Um, there was. There was a pre-show. It only had one match on it, um, which had um, uh, Cedric Alexander, Lynch Dorado, uh, Sin Cara against Avari... Uh, I can't never say his name. I always want to say Sean Daivari, and it's not. It's Aria Daivari, um, his younger brother, Drew Gulak, and Tony Nese. Um Now, my one point off of this is, Sin Cara's in that match. Mm. Um, are we going to start seeing main roster guys in the Cruiserweight division? Because mm. I know WWE have signed a lot of people who were in the Cruiserweight Classic. So, obviously, a fair few people are going to end up there. Fingers crossed, Jack Keller. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are going to end up there, and that's cool. But... Do we think there's people on the WWE's main roster that would have, you know, for example, have a really good run as cruiserweight champion? If you remember the WCW days, the cruiserweight belt meant something. You know, yeah. Chris Jericho held it, Eddie Guerrero held it, uh, Dean Malenko, um, uh, Rey Mysterio, all held it, and have all gone on, all went on to do great things. So, because I've got a name in my head, who I think further in the future should be cruiserweight champion for about mm. a year. Um, but um, who's it going to be? Uh, but with Sin Cara, they they actively said he has moved divisions. Though. Yeah, yeah, I remember which, them, they did a which, thing on that. Yeah, they? which I found odd. I, like because they're still keeping it really separate, like with the change of the ropes, mm. stuff like that. And I I don't mind that, but it, I don't know. It doesn't feel part of the whole at the moment. Yeah, I mean, the th- I'd like some cruiserweights to fight outside of the cruiserweight yeah, division as well. So go yeah. both ways. I'd like to see Neville. I'd like to see. Mm. A lot of these guys come in and have a... Well, here's the thing. If you were to take the progress roster, yeah. nearly everyone on it is a cruiserweight. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and obviously we've now done the opposite and got big lads division, yep. which is, you know, uh, which Ring of Honor have started doing now. It's almost like your gimmick, actually, isn't it? Yeah. The big man competition. Big, big lads, because I like <laughs> I like watching guys like, like Tommy Hiroishi. I like watching big Japanese dudes wailing on people. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a fun thing to watch. Um, but... A lot of wrestlers are already there are cruiserweights, technically. Yeah. £205 sounds a lot, but like, I know everyone has their gimmick weight. I, mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet Jericho's a cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was back in the day, so there's yeah, no well, like reason Rollins to suggest Rollins and Ambrose. Like, what's Rollins what's and Ambrose doing? are both definitely cruiserweights. Because yeah. they're not massive. If they were like 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", and you go, yeah, they're probably £230 or whatever. But I think... But styles as well, like... I think Star- yeah, Styles could well still because obviously he was in TNA, he was in the X yeah. division, which was their kind of cruiserweight division until it started not mattering about the weight. So, is there anyone on the main roster you think 
they they will use in the future potentially to to beef up because because WWE do like to have you know bring their own guys through yeah you know um, I'll tell you what my suggestion is okay. uh, is uh, uh, hopefully one day friend of the show uh, my DMs are open uh, Xavier Woods yeah um, because be great. because he's he's I don't think he'll ever get pushed as a big single star because he's he's short yeah I mean he's not he's the same size as Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's not super super short, you know. He's he's probably taller than someone like Mark Haskins. He's yeah. you know he's not super short, but compared to Kofi and Big E, he's a smaller mm. guy. Yeah, of course. Um, and let's not forget, he is absolutely brilliant. Um, <laughs> yes, what's fantastic about love him so ab- much ab- about the new day is you get to every now and then remember that they're all great wrestlers, mm. and it comes as a nice surprise because they're so just. Yeah, good on the mic, and they do the comedy things. They will have matches where there's not that much big wrestling going on. It's crazy exciting when, and yeah, he's a, a prime example of that. He, of he, just coming out and, I, I and smashing he, it. He's tremendous and really could. He really could prove a point in that division, um, and and it would. It'd be great whether he's a face or a heel, just to have him. It gives him a reason to be on TV all the time, a reason yep. to talk all the time. Um, just in case you are listening, Mr. Woods, um, I am going to Raw and SmackDown next week. If you just want to come and just have a chat with me, <laughs> my DMs are open. I will tell you where my hotel room is, and you, I've got. A, I'll have my recorder with me. You can come and chat with me. Does Stacey listen to this? <laughs> she knows. She knows that. She knows I want Mr. Woods to be exactly. my friend, and and she would be completely and utterly fine with me <laughs> hanging out with Xavier Woods, especially if she's the biggest New Day fan in the world. Yeah. Inviting back to your hotel room still yeah, okay. there's, nothing, there's nothing fishy. All, all right, maybe we'll meet in a neutral venue, so it doesn't feel as creepy. But somewhere quiet, like a like a like a, a, a lockup unit in, on an industrial warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever it looks say. I'm not going to kill you. Just come on my podcast. It's fair. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> um, any other suggestions for people who you reckon could slide into not making? I, I, I think the obvious one is Neville. Like yeah, Neville's just got Neville's totally there. lost in the shuffle since his. Since Neville might weigh too much. Genuinely, what? Really? Neville's really yeah, stacked. Yeah. He's yeah. muscly, but he's tiny, isn't he? He's is so small. If you think of um, or, or Tony Nese, I'd say he's a mm. similar build, mm. isn't he? I'd say that's where I'd put them together. I was shocked as both he, when of, he first came. I'd never seen Tony Nese before. And yeah. He came. I was like, this dude is. Big lad, and he's really good. He's very good. Everyone they've got in that cruiserweight. Mm. Drew Gulak's great. Gulak's yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Drew Gulak's... Niece's gear when he came in, it looked like a parachute without the parachute on it. Yeah, <laughs> such yeah. a weird. Yeah. It looked like it was like, like a Captain Planet like yeah. bulb was going to come out. Yeah, or or he's he's um, in a baby seat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not got the baby. He's not got the seat on anymore. <laughs> but he's make, still got the straps. Should make wrestlers just wrestle in. <laughs> baby seats or high chairs. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, what I'd agree on Neville. I think that's mm. it's a logical one because again, I can't see him yeah, going anywhere else do? at the moment. Yeah. I can't really see a, a, a some of the matches he could have with some of those guys. Are, right. Yeah. yeah. Are really, really good matches. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's what's interesting is if you think about it, like Kevin Kevin Owens isn't, but everyone who has been at the forefront of the Universal Title. Recently, with the exception of, of Owens and Reigns, mm. are, are cruiserweights because yeah. Finn Balor is. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I don't know what Finn's build weight is, but I would suspect it's under two hundred and five. Hundred percent. Yeah. What's interesting, talking about um, the cruiserweight classic, is you would imagine in wrestling that that, that weights are gimmicked, mm-hmm. and um, I forget who told me this. It was someone who was who competed within the cruiserweight classic was saying that the it might have been Tommaso Ciampa was saying that it was. 
um, it was a, a, a shoot. You actually had to weigh under 205 pounds. They mm. actually weighed people publicly like it was UFC. I love it. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's great. So they were saying that a few of the guys had to really work yeah, hard really to lose weight. Really work hard to lose And that is... No, well, it, was, it was Fabian Eichner mm. who told me that in, in our show in Manchester, who is... By the way, what a wrestler he is! Yeah, uh, yeah. Fa- absolutely fantastic. Like a like a a pocket version of Cesaro with with flips added. Yeah, he's mm. tremendous and a, a, a fantastic chap. Um, mm. I am. Um, I, I very much, uh, very much hope we see him in progress again. He's, he's yeah. Um, right. Um, to the show itself. To the show itself. We started the. Um, the cage was already down, yep, which was. means we didn't get the cage coming down music, which mm. it sounds a little bit like a stretched out beginning version of I Touch Myself by the Divinals. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> it does go back and listen to it. Yep. It does. It's great. A little bit that plays before the music kicks in. It was inter- interesting this because after the last pay-per-view that started for the first time ever with the main event to have another one mm. that started with the main event. Because, yeah. of course, there was three main events. Yeah, as, the first yeah. as I don't know if they mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Which, one's, which one's the mainest of the main events? <laughs> yeah. Probably not the one that opens the show. Um, yeah. Maybe. This was the longest match on the show as well. Yeah. 24 and a half minutes long. Look at that for a stat. Yeah. Um, stat. Um, one thing that got me about this is... Um, so the both guys are in the ring, and then uh, Michael Cole, etc., goes to he goes, and we've also got at ringside the Spanish commentary team and the German commentary team, and we have to. Do you reckon when they're doing this, like, do the Spanish and the German? We don't watch it in these languages. Mm. Do the Spanish and the German commentary team? They start the show and they're talking about it, and do they have to actually say on commentary, "Hang on a minute, we've got to talk to the Americans"? Yeah, right. <laughs> Because yeah. they can't be doing their commentary while they're waiting to be introduced. Yeah. So do they wait until they've done their introduction to actually go, hello. Um, and now we begin. Yeah. It's just something that pops into my like, yeah. How do they start their show? Also, they always, always get cut off. So I like the idea that that's, it's still rolling there. Yeah. So yeah. They, yeah. they know they've been cut off and then it'd be really funny just to see them on screen and go, oh, oh cut off again. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the German commentary lads are very nice. I met them once because they were sat in front of me at, uh, um, I think, a Smackdown in London. Nice. And um, uh, just the most inf- enthusiastic fans ever. And then it was only me and John from Progress were, were sat behind them. It's only like a couple of shows later that we realised they were the German commentary team. <laughs> the oh. They're just as big fans as anyone else. That's really I love nice. that. It's really funny listening to them as well, where, you, where they have to put the English words in yeah. all the sentences. It's yeah. like when you watch football in like Spanish or something. And you just hear it's like it. listening to BBC Radio Cymru. Like, <laughs> right. because the Welsh is such an old language yeah. that there's certain words so they'll be speaking in Welsh but then there's some words that just right, didn't yeah. exist yeah. back in the day so they'll be like Welsh, 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 Welsh internet yeah, yeah, and yeah. then carry on um, and that's the only it's like Davi Peter Mani Yaka Alzi and Helena said I need to actually ask does anybody actually know this to confirm to me a German suplex in German is it just a suplex because that really confuses me any German listeners yeah. uh, at Jim Smallman hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw uh, yep. and Gothic Lolly is, uh, and is, it, is yeah the one who's asking the stupid questions <laughs> and, and <laughs> do they you. call a normal suplex an American suplex thank you or a oh, British suplex or what other mm. variations are there of international moves where we suspect they're just called 
those things. Yeah. If you do a T-bone suplex in a steakhouse, is it just a (laughs) suplex? What's a Japanese Uh, arm drag? What do they just call it? Just arm drag? And what do they call the other one? Is it just Mexican arm drag to them or something? Yeah. Oh. It's just too complex. Did they end up going off really different, weird tangents? So is a German suplex in, in Germany called a Czechoslovakian mm. suplex? Maybe. Let us know. Hashtag Tuesday Night Jewel. Um, <laughs> we want to know the answers uh, from anyone who's a natural speaker of those languages. Um, one of the first bits of commentary, Michael Cole says, to put over um, the Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. and one of the first camera shots you see when this, this show starts is the fact that one of the panels of the cell has got gaps cut in it for people to climb up it. Like it was the, and it's so obvious that I look for stuff like that and don't tend to vocalise it. Mm. But my wife mentioned loads of times is not a wrestling fan. She went straight away. Well, someone's climbing the cage later because there's yeah, holes in it. There's, there's actual out. footholds cutting yep. it. And I was like, oh, that's a bit. And then Michael Cole did all this. He kept saying, kept really hammering the point home. And you meant to do this on commentary. I'm not knocking him for it. He kept hammering home. Oh, it shortens careers. This it just it's a it's a match that shortens careers. Why have you put so many wrestlers in those matches? Yeah. <laughs> if it shortens careers, because yeah. like from my point of view, I mean, Polly will back me up on this. One of the first things I, I I say to people, or the last things I say to people before they go out and wrestle for us at Progress is, don't do anything stupid. Because I don't want anyone to get hurt. You never said that to me I'm once. Like, oh, no, oh, you never said that to me once. Don't do anything <laughs> stupid. It's because I trust you, Polly. I don't know you're not going to. There's it's a bit late. Rest- there's certain wrestlers I say it to all the time. London riots are the main ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> don't do anything stupid. Um, uh, not to not to other people, to yourselves. Yeah. Um, I say it a lot to Jimmy Havoc as well. Don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, because, because no one listens to you, do they? No, they Jimmy? don't. Yeah. I have literally no power. Um, uh, <laughs> because I'm the first person to get criticised. Someone texts, a, a, like for example, an unprotected. Chair shot. Yeah. I'm the one who gets a tweet going, why are you letting them take mm. unprotected chair shots? Yeah. I don't tell them what to do in the match. I yeah. tell them who's winning the match. That's the role of a booker. I don't agent the match. So, They're um, all liabilities is what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I trust you. That's why you don't get given Thank that you. shot. They're the bad kids. Um, I'm the good one. But, um, I think it's all right to do that if logic dictates it. So they, they don't seem to do it anymore with Helen Sale matches where it was like, this is the end of a feud. It's like there's nothing else you can do. Mm. So we have to fight mm. in a cage to make sure that this is the end. And yeah. that kind of yeah. makes sense. It shortens careers, so you only want to do it. Yeah. And Mick Foley's the... selling of it on the promo he did with, with Sasha and Charlotte and he saying, really you know, you, you know, he? really went old school, mm. ECW level, yeah. genuinely distressed yeah, Mick Foley, which is what, what he's got the ability to yeah. do. Really, really good selling of it. But logically speaking... Um, these are all employees of yours. Why have you booked three of yeah. these matches yeah. if they shorten careers? <laughs> yeah. Why have you booked 34 matches of, in this style before this pay-per-view yeah. and now you've booked yeah. another three mm. if it shortens careers? Surely, you know, maybe maybe a ball pit match or a country oh my God, pillow yes. match. Yeah. Would you n- ignore the pillow thing, but can we do the ball pit match? Okay, right, right. Get monkey ropes and everything. You'll be the best, <laughs> man, please. Oh, my God, it'd be great. All right, yeah. Um... That's, that's, you heard it here first. Yes, heard, heard it here first. first. Don't do anything stupid in that ball pit match. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> um, and, and then Cole did, like, and again, it's something that I wouldn't necessarily pick up on because I'm so used to watching wrestling, but it, it, as a rule to, to a, someone almost like a neutral, or my missus, she, she generally kept saying things like, um, like there was a point where um, I think it was... Uh, I think it was Rusev took a, a, a cane shot to the ribs. Yeah. And... And my wife went, oh, that's going to shatter. The, the commentary went, that will have shattered his ribs. She was like, no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there was, it, it felt like, like 
remember old old school commentary on wrestling like Gorilla Monsoon had an amazing vocabulary of putting over yeah. um, of using uh, he used the word discombobulated quite a lot yeah, which I always yeah, enjoy yeah. and he'd always have a way of putting over body parts and stuff yeah. like that to really sell it but it was kind of what he did and we've gone away from that and it's almost felt like they've been told certainly Michael Cole and Corey Graves were told to legitimise it and talk about the injuries mm. that you could get but in all these cases like for example being thrown into the wall of a hell in a cell I'm sure it hurts a bit but it's a chain link it's yeah. it's got giving it I yeah, can see it's got yeah. giving it you are going to yeah. bounce off of it it's not and because there's no blood now there's no yeah. it's not like the old proper metal yeah. bar steel cages so it felt like in the first match they were really going over the top yeah. Yeah. in terms of the graphic descriptions of the injuries they could get whereas we're watching it going well no no, no we can literally see it's not. that's no. not what's happened yeah. it, I don't know how you guys feel about, about <coughs> legitimising it because I want wrestling you know I, I you know, you know what the booking instructions are when you wrestle for us. I want our wrestling to look fairly legit because that's the style of wrestling that we've got as an indie company. Yeah. But I don't know how you guys feel about that style of commentary. It almost felt like they were trying to make it almost UFC-like yeah. with how they were talking. About yeah, it. But, yeah. But then it doesn't help if you exaggerate and go over the top with it. Um, yeah. As as has been discussed numerous times, it's the same with the the threats. You know, if you yeah. say I'm going to kill you, and then you don't. Because you're not going to kill them. Do you know what I mean? No. If, 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 if you say, you I'm going to beat you senseless, I'm going to come down, I'm gonna, then that's yeah. fair, you're going to do that. But yeah. if you say, I'm going to kill you, it's like, well, no, you're not. It's a wrestling match. So it's, I think it works better if you're more mm. realistic with it. But I guess the commentary can't go, oh, that's going to really hurt his ribs. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they have to say, shattered his ribs or yeah, whatever. Just, but... Did he say, <coughs> that will have shattered ribs or that, that could, could have? have. Just as um, an interesting distinction. Yeah, anyway, off the top of my head, Sam, mm. can't remember, but I, I, yeah. I know straight away there was a lot of stuff. Certainly, and it, it felt like after the first match they toned it down a lot. Yeah. But the first match, it was almost like they went, "What? Well, it's, mm. it's Hell in a Cell. We've really yeah. got to get this over." And it's they really, they really pushed that kind of graphic injury thing. Whereas you're watching it going, "Well, I can see one graphic injury, and that's the fact that Rusev's got a cut on his arm." Yeah. And they yeah. even showed a replay. They went, "We think this is how we got it," which is him being yeah. thrown into the fairly squidgy fence. It's not. Yeah. He got that being thrown into the ring steps by throwing himself <laughs> yeah, yeah, onto the yeah. edge of the ring steps, which yeah. are, is sharp. Yeah, you know. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't have a problem with the legitimising of it. I, th- I think that's it's good and it, it builds it up. What, what was weird is if you say, "Oh, that's going to shatter your ribs because he's you know been hit there." Mm. He then Rusev then hit Roman. He's got a chest protector on, so he's just yeah. repeatedly hitting him on. Like, yeah. yeah well, his armor. He's actually got armor on. He's yeah. like, wearing the D'Lo. Ba- awesome. He's wearing the D'Lo Brown chest <laughs> yeah. plate from 1999. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, well, they, they kept trying to one-up each other on the commentary until um, it jumped the shark with Corey Graves saying something absolutely amazing. And that's the point where I think everyone just checked out of how daft they could make it. Yes. Because this is a genuine line from Corey Graves. He goes, that's like being, that's like being hit by a Bengal tiger. <laughs> At which point my wife went, I don't think tigers punch. Yeah, okay. I mean, if it was a Bengal tiger in there... That would have made it a very different. Well, so, what's his point of reference? That means to know yeah. that that would have had to have happened to him. Maybe we, that's why Corey Graves is retired. He got hit by. A we all know how that feels. Right <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really helped me as the listener to tiger. understand yeah. how much that hurts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> is it like bad that the biggest things that I always get nervous about when I'm watching stuff is when they're like climbing up the cage? Of course, apart from the holes, but it's like mm, when. Yeah. 
we can talk about the main event later when she actually gets like jumps mm. and she catches the wall and I'm like, ow, so all I'm thinking about is the fingers. And yeah. I suppose yeah. there's, there's yeah, little cool. things that hurt that people don't think about yeah, in, I get that. in wrestling. So, yeah. for example, I don't think people think about in wrestling how much referees' knees hurt from having to literally go up and down on their knees all the time. Yeah. I never realised either because I always used to complain at Roberts and be like, why are you sweating? Why are you wearing knee pads? And he just looked at me like rage. And I was just like, do you even know how bloody hard I work? And I was like, ooh, sorry, Roberts. Sorry, but it's, <laughs> it's like, it, I think he's lazy, man. <laughs> it's the little things. Love you, Roberts. Sorry. It's <laughs> the little things that people won't... Have, and, and, not, and as well, it's the little things like that that can go wrong. Yes. So, for example, if you're if you're doing a sequence of moves where someone runs off the ropes, ducks and clothesline, yes. frogs and stuff like that, that's stuff that you guys have done in training a lot. Yeah. And you, as a rule, most wrestlers who've got to a decent professional level can do that in their sleep. Yes. It's the little things where you've got to, for example, be able to climb. And you and a great example of this is Mick, Mick Foley and the Undertaker, and their really famous cell match. Yes. Is Mick went to climb up the cage and like lost the feeling in his fingers because he'd never thought I've got to climb this he didn't practice mm. it yeah. but that's the part of it he was too busy thinking about the ridiculous bump he was going to take yeah, in the match yeah, yeah, not yeah. the logistics yeah. it's the little pointless logistics behind stuff yeah. in wrestling matches that people sometimes don't think of yeah. you know it, it's um, it's that sort of stuff like one thing I always get nervous about when watching matches is say it's a tables match or, or someone needs to take a table bump is yeah. is the table set up properly mm. um, because if it's not, the table won't break, or the table will break too easily, or and it's it's that it's that's admin. That's not mm. part of the match. Yeah, that's an admin side of things that that makes me nervous. And it's the same as, you know, if someone need, if I know for an angle someone needs to be in the right place at the right time, that makes me nervous. If it's me who's got to be in the right place at the right <laughs> yeah. time, it makes me even more nervous because <laughs> every now and again I don't like being involved in matches, but how they normally come about, it will be um, the wrestlers coming up to me going, "We've got an idea for the end of the match." Yeah. Okay. It involves you. <laughs> so, so uh, Will Ospreay winning the title, Will and Jimmy come up to me going, right, so you're counting the pinfall. Uh, and um, and Jimmy's re-debut at Brixton was uh, was that, was the, everyone involved in that match going, so this is what's happening. You need to get in the ring. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it for two reasons. One, I get, I don't want anyone to think I'm inserting myself in matches because yeah, I don't yeah, want to be yeah. in them. And the other thing is I get so nervous. I'm not nervous about talking in front of 2,500 people. Yeah. Easy. But I'm really nervous about being in the wrong place or getting in wrestlers' way because yeah. I've not got the ring awareness. I mean, yeah. that's one of the things that as much as people I want to hate on Roman, he's mm. been a master at on, on recent years. We spoke before of that uh, when he briefly teamed up with Bray why and had to do that spear exactly mm. as Bray points but yeah. he had one the, oh, the other so week good. on Raw where he speared over Sasha yeah. and she was pinning and things like that it's like that's real he needs to be hitting it at the right time and all this and he's, he's amazing brilliant. at that yeah. Reigns is brilliant and what, what I think was interesting in that match was some people were chanting for Rusev right mm-hmm. which is fine again we've said this hundreds of times on Tuesday Night Jaw if you really want to appreciate a heel, don't cheer for them. Boo them. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. Um, I had a message actually from a German um, a fan recently actually asked me, said like, do you, because I'm a heel there, and they say, do you like the fact that we cheer you? And I actually wrote him and said to him, look, I really do appreciate all the support you guys give me, but if you guys are cheering me, it makes me feel like I'm not doing my job well. Yeah. 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 And I tried to explain, he goes, oh, we'll still cheer you no matter what. And I'm like, well, you just really ignored everything really I just yeah, fucking yeah, said yeah. there. And honestly, come on, yeah, buy me a drink exactly. Out. Come on, if you see me out after the show, buy me a drink. 
drink, buy my merch, do whatever you've got to do, yes. and appreciate me in that way. Yep. But while I'm wrestling, boo me. Yeah. And and that was the good thing about Jimmy's heel run for us was nearly everyone booed him apart from three yeah. people and, and yeah. he would call those people out on cheering yeah. this, this is like when Paul came out you know at Brixton like first second his music hit everyone's like yeah and they're like oh wait yeah. boom yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes that realisation I, I nice loved that, that it feels that, that fans are getting more and more educated in that way I mean what was interesting with the, the crowd um, in Boston the other night was it, it, it felt the most popular Reigns has been for a while mm. because they've, they've gone do you know what we should probably do it probably use some xenophobia we should probably just just put a dash of xenophobia on this, yeah. and it's really yeah, going to help. Yeah. Um, he works in. Uh, I enjoy Roman a lot more in this mid card role, though, or mid card main event mm. opening, <laughs> <laughs> whatever this, this this level is. I think yeah. it works a lot better there because it doesn't feel as forced. It doesn't. But the one thing I had with this is at no point did I feel he was going to lose. No, his, I didn't feel there was ever any threat of him losing his belt, which was the only bit in this yeah. match that I was like. Yeah. I do. I do think Rusev's Rusev's great. Like great. Rusev's really good. Oh, that that oh. chain accolade was. Well, yeah, but does that hurt anymore because it's on some steps? <laughs> it's better Way position. All right? he's done is all he's done is elevated him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, it, yeah, I, I really liked that spot. I thought that was awesome. Yes, you did. That, that, that was the only <laughs> the Vicious only time is. where I thought, oh, maybe he might lose because, yeah. in theory, you shouldn't really be able to get up from that again. Like mm. being. Being choked with a, ch- I, yeah. I, I bet Daniel Bryan's going. Oh man, I got fired for that. Yeah, change acceptable. A tie is tie is not. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I think they've got great chemistry, like yeah. really, yeah. like really good chemistry. But here's the thing: going back to the xenophobia point, right? So Reigns is getting the USA chance and all that sort of stuff. But the Americans are very proud of the American dream. Mm-hmm. Rusev embodies the American dream more than yeah. most people. Yeah. Rusev, a man who moved from Bulgaria to the United yeah. States of America to follow his dream of being a wrestler, worked three jobs while he was training, I yeah. think then managed to get a green card, has married his dream woman and does his dream job. Mm-hmm. He yeah. is the American dream. Yeah. Surely... Oh, they should he's, do like he's, a new... he's one step behind Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, other than that, <laughs> it's Rusev. exactly it. It's Arnie and then Rusev as, as the American dream. <laughs> um, Shane Bayless has tweeted saying, "Can we discuss Rusev's uh, saber tooth esque facial hair?" Yeah, um, yeah. I had a couple of weeks of not watching TV, and then all of a sudden he's gone big old mutton chops mm. kind yeah. of. Yeah, um, it, it's weird in that it, it it almost gives him a kind of face. Yeah, um, I think <laughs> it I makes him look a lot younger. It makes him look a lot younger. Mm. Make him look younger. Yeah. He's not particularly yeah. old though, is he? He's yeah. Very early thirties. Yeah. It makes him look like he mm. hangs out in the woods more. Yeah, yeah. He looks like yeah. a woodsman. Yeah, yeah. Like, so looks just you want to be aspiring to. I think, yeah. anyway. Yeah, right, um, so best best facial hair in in wrestling. I'm um, bearing in mind, I'm aware we've got a man who's got the best facial hair in, in <laughs> music. Uh, but in there's the not just in all of sports. Mick Foley. Mick Foley at the just minute. Just look is. at him right now, man. He's yeah. just a, big hair as well. He's just yeah. a fuzzball. He's so cute, man. All we can see is his eyes sticking out. <laughs> Nothing else. After all that hair. <laughs> he up. is. He's like a ball yeah. of yarn. I know. Um, <laughs> I um, I'm going to say Eric Young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's it. You go the whole the, the whole Wyatt group have got yeah. have mm. got a facial hair requirement. 
Have you seen Eric Young's new? Uh, so Eric Young's part of Sanity. Sanity yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah sorry, of course. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a beast. His it? his reveal was awesome. brilliant. Was wasn't it? tremendous. Really? Really Just like, oh, this is that. quite it's quite a cool, interesting group, and obviously uh, um, uh, Nicky Storms in it, which is great. Yeah, yeah. we all like Nicky. Yeah. So, uh, and you're watching it going, oh, this is good, and it's giving people jobs who perhaps uh, when I went to an NXT house show his earlier in the year, they were giving the the two other guys in it, they were giving them Sawyer uh, uh, and. Um, it's a German guy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I forget his name, and I feel really bad for forgetting it. But Alexander Wolf. Alexander Wolf. That's it. And they were giving them tag matches, and they looked really good in those tag mm. matches. But they were just kind of like almost the opening matches, just to give them something. Yeah. And now you look at that and go, oh, you've given loads of people something good, and then you've put Young at the front of it, who's a great yeah, talker yeah, as well, yeah. and a really good wrestler. And you watch that and go, oh wow! So I think it's and it looks like a mania. Yeah, that reveal like was just cast. perfect. The yeah, like Charles the... Manson. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, um, I'd go with that. That's a good shout. Um, Sam, best. Well, hair one. Didn't didn't Trevor Murdoch have like massive chops? He did. They were awesome. He did. <laughs> like, he did have good oh, chops. Oh, I've got to grow those one day. Yeah, I remember thinking good chops <laughs> and. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm just thinking um, a marvelous Mark Mero, because <laughs> 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 with his drawn on, his drawn on facial, he's drawn man. on little Richard Mustache. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, tweet is your suggestions uh, at Jim Smallman. Hashtag Tuesday night. Your uh, best facial hair. Um, uh, and if remember, if you do it on Friday, you've got to do it in third person. Um, <laughs> I'm not letting that go. Um, second match was. Uh, Bailey against uh, Dana Brooke, who is, of course, as we've discussed on this several times, dating a scouser. Yeah. Um, uh, just to explain to Polly, she isn't. I just sat next to a man at NXT in Liverpool who was insistent that he was going out with Dana Brooke, <laughs> like like this nineteen year old kid wearing Aww. tracksuit bottoms, yeah. just going he, he, <laughs> genuinely, so beautifully deluded. And genuinely, he, was he genuinely said, "This is the phrase he said." He went, he went. Dana Dana Brooke favourited one of my tweets, and then she tweeted me to say thank you. And I genuinely think if she wasn't on the road all the time, me and her would be an item. And like, he was deadly serious. He's I had to move. He was so annoying. I had to move where I was sat. Um, he was just so tedious. He's 19 and in love. You were once 19 and in love too, Jim. Don't be mean. Only, mm. only with booze and drugs. Um, <laughs> I thought you said boobs for a second, but that's fine. So, um, Bailey against Dana Brooke. Um, Dana Brooke, I, I was saying this, like, She's great. When she talks, she's great. She's yeah. genuinely really good talker. Yeah. Like re- she's, uh, she's not at the same level as as wrestler. And this is the pro- I think the problem that overall Raw as a brand has got because they've they've watered the women's division down by splitting it into two places. Yeah, they've got Charlotte and Bailey and Sasha who are all genuinely mm. a class apart and yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and then they've kind of got other. The, the other women on the roster and Dana Brooke is perfectly decent mm-hmm. she's just not I don't think in ring wise is at the same level but in terms of her personality and her facial expressions everything like that she's doing a brilliant job mm-hmm. genuinely doing a brilliant job it's just it's one of those things that she's she almost like she needs to have one really really good match to change everyone's mind yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right? and uh, because everything else she's doing great and she's different because she's more muscular than everybody else whilst being really short she's kind of that different sort of personality mm. which you need you need to have people of different shapes and sizes and yeah, whatever yeah. Um, but this was I mean this this was the first appearance of the night of the uh, of the uh, the sticky tape of doom 
it's like what's that you, tape called what's it called I can't even think what it's called tip tape no no not tip tape no. um, <laughs> like you know <laughs> that's what like, we talking about like, like you know the stuff on my shoulder the, with the words like, it's kin- oh, kinesis yeah. yeah something yeah tape um, something tape you know yeah. on computer games when it's a fight game and like if their arm's injured it'll go r- red and it's yeah, a yeah. signifier of injury it feels like they're doing that with tape now they'll just put two strips on Rollins back <laughs> to say red bad back <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and two strips and it's like it's getting too much and, and, yeah yeah d- d- they need it. Is it a thing that's like? Will Ospreay does. Work? Will Ospreay puts it on on his eight various aching joints, and I've seen footballers wear it on their knees. Yeah. Mm. Um, Cesaro's had it for a long time. I, actually, I, so I, I, would sus- sure. I would suspect with Cesaro, it's probably legit, and it might be legit with Bailey and, and with mm. Seth Rollins. But it's like Pip says, it's becoming a storytelling point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the good thing about this match, so I let the commentators tell people about it rather yeah. than don't forget. Her yeah. shoulder's bad. Look, there's <laughs> see, the, bad shoulder. It's the new mm. like tuba Jeez. grip around the ribs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so they, they and they did tell a story regarding the shoulder in this yeah. match, which yeah. was exactly what they needed yeah. to do. Yeah. Um. I mean, it, it, there's not loads to write home about this match. The problem with this as a pay per view in terms of structure is you've got three cell matches. That's what people want to see. Yeah. So whoever's got to follow a cell match is in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You've got to follow a a 24-and-a-half-minute long match that had ridiculous bumps in it. um, It's it's, it's magnified the the amount of cooler matches you have to Mm -hmm. have, essentially, because you've got this thing that's uncomparable. Yeah. Um, I mean, any other thoughts on on Bailey against Brooke? I mean, I've not, really. I've not written no. those down, to be honest. <sighs> I just kind of it's, it, it, it's not the most invested storyline either. It has been kind of a, a quite a last minute, right? Hmm. You're, yeah. you're not in this. You're you're fighting. Yeah. It, was, it was a TV uh, match, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just it was fine. It was, yeah. I think that's one of the things with the the additional pay per views as well. Is sometimes things are going to feel mm. like like we have to do it with progress. When we match. used to have a show every three months, everything like had a line drawn under it. Whereas now we kind of sometimes have to have matches and then have. 
have the same match with a stipulation yeah. and whatever. Mm. So it, it changes how you. The more you've got to do, that it changes what you you, you throw into it. I suppose. Yeah. Um, we we came out of that to um, uh, Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon. Um, reminding us that it was a raw brand pay per view. Yeah. We are aware of this, but we just wanted to remind us. Um, and and then started talking about Survivor Series. Yeah. Now, um, just a little note: the Survivor Series roundtable will be a week after the event. Because I'm purely to make, to give me time to calm down. Yeah. Because I'm so excited. About <laughs> it. But, Otherwise, but, it's just going to be me shouting with three other people uh, in the room. And and it'll be me and Pip and a, and a couple of cool guests. Um, but it will be a week after it, so you'll have plenty of time to watch it, digest it, get loads of cool questions in. Um, just because I'm being selfish and going away. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only people who seem to care about it being Raw versus SmackDown, like, I haven't got a favourite side. I like all wrestling. Yeah. I want to watch good wrestlers wrestling other people. Yeah. They all technically work for the same company. Yep. So, do any of us are any of us bothered about it being Raw versus SmackDown? Or um, would we rather there was a different story they used to sell the Survivor I'm, Series. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely I'm kind really? of into it. Yeah. Just because it is oh, it is wrestlers mate. that we can't currently see against each other. So it's yeah. that excitement, as you were saying, with, with the extended amount of pay per views, you will see a lot of matches over and over again with different stipulations and so on and so forth. And the excitement of this is it's again. I guess we've not had the brand split that long, so it is wrestlers who we saw fighting together last mm. year. But it's still it's that excitement of right. We're not going to get to see these <laughs> against each other don't for you a while. Think what they're trying to do. As producers, is make you choose a side because if you watch yeah. a wrestling, I don't match, care on a side. Yeah, yeah, completely. I, yeah. Like, I don't have a side, but I'm excited to see AJ in with Seth yeah. And, yeah. and and things like that yeah. again, which which I can't currently. That's not an option of a storyline anytime soon. So it's a, a one-off match that can happen do, once and so on and so forth. Do you remember um, bragging rights from a few years ago? Yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I don't know about your face if you enjoyed it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing I don't get. Like, I can, I can, I can get on board with why I like a wrestler, whether they're good or bad. Yeah. But I, I think the thing that sticks with me is having so on one team you might have faces and heels, but they're meant to be together because they're wearing the same colour t-shirt because they'll make them wear the same colour mm-hmm. t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. I, and that sticks with me. I just, I, it's not something I can get on board with. Right, I'm going to make you do this now. You got to choose Raw or SmackDown based on how it's going at the minute. Raw or SMackdown. Um, um, Pip, I'm I'm going Raw, okay. Which a lot of people are SmackDown, but I know I'm Raw. I'm SmackDown at the minute. I, 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 I like both. Genuinely like yeah, both. That's it's it. Not, I genuinely enjoy it, both. I like SmackDown slightly more. I have to go Raw just because it's harder to watch stuff on Tuesday nights. Just got more on. <laughs> All right, social you know butterfly. I mean? Just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Tuesday's admin day. <laughs> raw, just in for the fat man. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, really? I, I'm. You're on your own here, Jim. I know, but you know. You I think SmackDown is smashing it, it. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 controversially, and not necessarily complimentary, but it's not meant as an insult. But I realised the other day, I think Dane Ambrose has had two of his his best matches in ages mm. as a referee, and then as the timekeeper and everything else. I think Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose in has been fantastic, and better than yeah. some of his bigger matches recently. It was weird. I was like, oh, I'm getting. Back into him, and then I realise he's not actually had a match in. I love the, in two, three I love weeks, the idea so. of him. His booking instructions being, uh, "Excuse me, Dan, can you just go, Ambrose it? Can, up can you come yeah. out Ambrose, please? <laughs> be more Ambrose." I think. I think it's weird what, what they're doing though. Isn't they going? Oh, you like this one because it's great for these reasons. Yeah. Like on both shows, they're going. Oh, the other ones, shit. Yeah, and, that, and that's really the thing weird. that sticks to me is, is I'm watching if you're both. WWE, yeah. you want what it is. you want 
everyone to watch every show. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, we do, with Progress, we have the chapter shows. We then have in, Endeavour and Potential shows, which I have nothing to do with. I still want people to go to those shows. Mm-hmm. I don't go, no, you only come to the chapter shows because they're the only ones I'm involved mm-hmm. with. No, yeah. I want people to do everything. Well, so mm-hmm. Steph does it more than anyone, where she's, oh. she's hating on SmackDown. That's Maybe. Weird. It's genuinely how Vince is deciding who, who gets the legacy. Uh, maybe that's awesome. it. Maybe they're legit. <laughs> maybe this is a shoot. Maybe they legit are competing with you. Maybe, yeah. maybe they're cleverer than we all give them credit for, and they're aware that the the Monday Night Wars was won by WCW slagging off the other show, and therefore everyone going and watching it, like with <laughs> yeah. the Mick Foley thing, yeah. and that yeah. being the thing that put them so over. You- maybe there is some yeah. actual thought there of they're getting away of mentioning who's on the other show and what you're missing, but not are, are looking like they're false feeding it to mm. you. Yeah. They can kind of mention AJ and they can mention all the, the good stuff and talk down to it. Good chat. Probably not. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, we had uh, Enzo and Cass. Can I jump in oh, with something yeah. before that? Is the KFC ad cheapening oh, one of the matches of the year? Because <laughs> it's yeah, really it tough. It was really tough because no one expected Miz and Dolph to have a match of the year. Every time it comes But now on. it comes on, you do kind of go, oh, this is so crap. And... I don't know, it's weird, because that feud at the time, it felt like it was just going to be a feud that's thrown away, but they went yeah. on to have one of the matches of the year, and now each time I watch it, I'm like, ah, oh, these guys, this Imagine. is awful. Mm. In, well, I mean, my main problem with that is the KFC burger that they're plugging has pickles on it. Oh, it does um, <laughs> But it, it's, uh, Ziggler's had more wins as the Colonel <laughs> than he has as himself, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. What, what gets me is, they had to film that in a live arena, yeah, yeah. where they had to go... Let's just think, I imagine that to just actually just sit everybody down and go, let's just tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. I'd love it if they just literally went, look, no time to explain, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but Dolph's about to come out just as a colonel and the Miz is a chicken. Uh, go. Um, it's the fact they go what? from a VT into it being live, yeah. like, as if it's yeah. just walked in and walked out. Yeah. It's, so it's like fun. a bad 80s so TV funny. show. It's when they're jumping out of the TV. It, it's, it's, when, it's when it cuts to him being in that woman's kitchen. Yeah, and the yeah. look on his face and how he did that without cracking up. Yeah, is is it's tremendous. Tr- but yeah. um, do you reckon they had to go? Oh, right, can you just chant Colonel Sanders? Yeah. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. They didn't. Everyone's that going, wasn't oh. a natural chant that happened. <laughs> do you know what though? I'll be honest with you. If you give me a large popcorn chicken, I will chant anything that you want. Yeah, yeah. Literally <laughs> anything that you want. This mm-hmm. is finger licking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Enzo and Cass. Versus uh, Gallows and Anderson. Um, obviously, great might work as normal from Enzo and Cass. Yeah, um, wonderful. I uh, listened. I was catching up on old uh, Steve Austin podcast yep. the other day and listened to his one with Enzo and Cass. That's great. Then. Didn't realise that Cass was Cass was either going to be a wrestler or a doctor. Yeah, that oh. is amazing yeah um, I mean he, just imagine it, him diagnosing impotence in you and, and also <laughs> he loves, he there's loves a problem to sing. with your penis yeah. and there's only one word for it <laughs> and I'm going to spell it out yeah. for you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I I then you'd be them. like why is a doctor spelling that word wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I I love them but I this is the fir- this is the first time in ages I've watched them and gone how many lines have you guys done when you've come out here? Yeah. Because, like, I, I've said this before, Enzo Amore is um, is Al Pacino at the end of Scarface. Yeah. His personality. Yeah. Even facially, he looks like Al Pacino. Yeah. Um, but they're so hyped up. Like, you look at some wrestlers conserving their energy when they come out. Like, Randy Orton takes 27 minutes to get to the ring. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got Cass, who 
uh, Enzo rather who runs, runs up and down around, the stage yeah. runs, runs around does a little dance just keeps going is nuts <laughs> is yeah. completely and utterly insane um, and um, I love what he's having like, he's just literally he's, he's all over of course as, 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 as I think I texted you about this but the mic cut spot that they did on <gasps> oh, Raw the week so before good. was just masterful it just oh, showed how over they are and it was yeah. it made me think of when they that's they a were the only defining moment. Yeah, them, you know? mm. they were the only NXT team on one of the pay per views, and they just got a huge reaction. Everyone was chanting mm. along, and it caught people's attention. And that was just such a good moment of the might not work, and him just getting the crowd to do that whole intro. It was ah, oh, that is amazing. I, I, re- I rewound it and just watched it like four yeah. times. I was like, yeah. that is mm. that is Beautiful. awesome. And if you're yeah. in that crowd as well, you're like, yeah, I'm going to scream. This. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really good great. spot. Really Little good things work. like that do it. It is a proper career-defining moment. That's one of those yeah. things that people are going to go on about for ages. Because, and and when people go, yeah, but it's all just Mike. It's all Mike work, isn't it? They are good wrestlers. Mm. Yeah, you know, Enzo in particular. Enzo is the second coming of Ricky Morton. So for, for people who aren't necessarily familiar with uh, with the work of Ricky Morton, all he did was in every tag match he was in with his tag team partner Robert Gibson was he would get murdered mm. for twenty minutes so, and so, make so, a so, contact. Yeah. That's what he'd do. Yeah. Because logically, the right thing to do in an Enzo and Big Cast match is have Cast start because he's seven foot tall yeah. and yeah. apparently yeah. unable to be taught. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think, I can't think of many people who take a beating as well as Enzo Amore in wrestling at the minute. Shawn Michaels is the great example from the past. Yeah. Ricky Steamboat, great example. Ricky yeah. Morton. Can we think of anyone who takes a beating? You've, been not, as well you've not as been Enzo. watching James Ellsworth recently, have you? <laughs> <laughs> it bothers me he's not got a chin. Yeah. Um, That's because uh, he got beaten so hard it came off. <laughs> Poor bloke. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, um, oh, when the, what did they? Oh, someone said I can't remember, on commentary when they said like sweet no chin music or something. Oh. No chin music. No chin there music. There was two oh, things. There was funny. a tongo. I'm often like, 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 why is he there? But he's yeah. he, he had a, the moment of, of one of the commentary moments of the year when was, he just threw in casually and all the rest of them clearly just went quiet in a, <laughs> yep, because he just threw in casually. He's like, AJ may be the champ that runs the camp, but Ellsworth is the chin that got the win. <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on. That is beautiful. Imagine when that came to him in the shower that yeah, morning. Yeah, wrote that going, down. I was like, oh, I've got to wait for my moment. I'm writing this down. I'm keeping it away from the others in case they steal it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So anyone, it, it doesn't have to be in WWE, anyone in the world of wrestling you can think of at the moment who it sells, who, that sells in, in a way that's as believable and makes you want to, Makes you want to see them get revenge or get a hot tag as, as much as it does with Enzo. Because I think Enzo is one of the um, best sellers in the world. The only one that comes to mind for me, and I don't know if it's selling or just continually <laughs> beating themselves up with an injury, is, is, is Sasha as we have in the main event. Just yeah. her yeah. back is just it, every, every match now. Yeah. I'm like, is she gonna die? Like, is, <laughs> is, is she actually gonna die? Yeah, here? She might because it is repeatedly. Yeah. So that's that's the only one that comes to mind for me. Is yeah. but I'm not sure if that's selling or just really risking her health. Yeah. <laughs> as well with, with with Sasha because Sasha's small. Yeah. It means she can be thrown around like a rag doll. Yeah, does really, help. really. And it's the same with Enzo because yeah. Enzo is relatively small. Yeah, it does help with the whole sort of rag doll and of him being thrown around. Yeah. I think. My biggest fear, though, is always the smaller you are. It's like there's the less like muscle or fat on you to protect you yeah. from the metal yeah. and whatnot. Leagues, that's what I get a bit worried about when I watch like Sasha getting chucked about because she's so like you. I didn't realize you told me she's so she's yeah tight. she's so she's small. When I just I give it to her like I, I when I first saw Charlotte taking her out. I know we actually we can't talk about the main yet. We'll wait for that really. Yeah. But some of the shit yeah. she was doing, I was just like yeah, it was crazy. It's like Christ. I don't know how she can really go through that, but yeah. 
Grace Seller, I'd say the other one personally for me because I saw her before she got signed was um, Paige. Mm. Really, like I remember there was um, a point I think where she sold. Um, she pretended like I think she um, sold that she had really fucked up her her foot, her ankle, and she got back in the ring and another wrestler grabbed her and put her in a boss in a half Boston crab and she was like in tears, like crying as she tapped out. And I was like, that's fucking awesome because always you know with like boys don't cry if girls they don't cry but if you're in that much physical pain of course mm. you're going to cry yeah, as you like yeah. tap out really so that's why I always like thinking that's yeah. great really no, I think it's, yeah. I think it's, a, it's a good one yeah Sam uh, actually annoyingly I was going to say Sasha as well yeah. <laughs> so now I'm think of another one someone else. <laughs> yeah. um, I um, I will use uh, a couple of examples from um, from progress um, I will use Jack Sexsmith as a great example of <laughs> yeah. someone who because and again because he's built differently he's quite skinny yes. And he's pale, and, yeah. he, and like he's in a tables match the other day, and he deliberately wore less than everybody else yeah. just to go. Well, I'm going to take a kick in today, and he yeah. and he's he's one of these people who is like, well, I'm going to take a silly bump. But yeah. the way he sells everything is um, is great. And in that same match with him, um, Travis Banks, like uh, Travis Banks and TK Cooper, Travis Banks in particular takes DDTs and stuff like that, like no one I've ever seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Just so good, and he, they're both super talented guys. I'm very lucky to have them on loan from New Zealand. Um, no, but um, but they, they're guys at the minute I would use. And then, obviously, you know, Will Ospreay's great at taking a hiding. Um, yeah. Absolutely mm. amazing at taking and, and great at vocalising it as well. Yeah. In that you hear him making noises and you're like, is he? Yeah. Is he? <laughs> like, because there's, there's genuinely been times when Will's been wrestling for us and I've gone, I think he's, I think he's legitimately hurt now mm. because... He's so convincing, yeah. And you know, some, just some people can act that way. That's great. Mm. I've given Sam time to come up with an answer. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, well, the bit I, I keep thinking about Sami Zayn as well. I know it's a, mm. a, a, oh, a yeah. recent, a really recent. Oh, answer, great! Like, answer. Great. Yeah, answer. he just he just when he gets hit in the arm or in the leg or whatever, you just know that he's going to be hobbling around for ages, <laughs> <laughs> just until the end. In yeah. fact, I, I was trying to get a hashtag going, uh, which succeeded in no way whatsoever, um, <laughs> about things that Sami Zayn could sell. Um, so for example, <laughs> Ice to Eskimos, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, uh, it was me and one other guy going pretty hard at those. Uh, yeah. those Who was the other guy? Hashtag. Some geezer yeah. from Arkansas. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, you made a friend. Another busy Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was surprised that Gallows and Anderson won this match, but equally, I think Gallows and Anderson needed to win. Absolutely, yeah. Because here's the thing: you take two guys, in particular, Carl, I, I love Carl Anderson. Carl mm-hmm. Anderson's always was always great in New Japan. One of the long, I think, still one half of the longest reigning New Japan Tag Team Champions of all mm-hmm. time when he was with uh, uh, who we know as Albert, um, uh, but he's now Matt Bloom and the head trainers. But uh, when he was over there, was Giant Bernard, which is a great name. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, it doesn't so, sound as good if you don't pronounce it right. Yeah, it's called giant, giant Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> it's just Bernard Matthews, and he's throwing turkeys at you. Um, but Carl Anderson, you know, he's been, been a G1 finalist and stuff mm. like that. He's a phenomenal wrestler. Yeah. And Gallows is a great wrestler. Um, my wife has an issue with Gallows' tan. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he looks he looks a little bit like he's left it on his arms, for, he's faked on his arms too long. Yeah. Look at his elbows. Yeah. His elbows are the orangest elbows in the world. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I wouldn't buy that hot dog. <laughs> I'd, I'd turn that one down I'd ask if they've got a fresher one um, uh, so um, yeah I mean 
What do we see them doing with Gallows and Anderson though? Because obviously they challenged for the title titles I've, and didn't really do anything. I've enjoyed it recently because we've spoken before how I'm not really that familiar with them from mm. New Japan or anything like that. And now they've got past their comedy bit and they're just mm. being they're beating the crap out of people and looking brutal. However. I'm seeing the 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 Gallows and, and Anderson that I haven't seen before. Gone past the comedy bit. Mm-hmm. What did Gallows do on uh, Raw last night? Yeah. What was, it was in a comedy it? match. Mm, yeah. In a comedy uh, oh, yeah, Halloween match. He had a pumpkin on his head. And <laughs> um, it was a trick or street fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, okay, we just have, clear have some up. goddamn respect. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. and it's like he, he was still quite br- brutal in it, though. He was yeah, still, but, I'll grab the mm. kendo stick and do nasty stuff and all that. But it did end with him. With, with a, a pumpkin, pumpkin on, on his head, yeah. I, quite, I quite like their comedy stuff, but they, that's not with New Day. There, it doesn't feel that they need to be no. in that role, so they mm. should just be awesome yeah. badasses. Yeah. They just haven't. Really I think as well, if you really let them go, if you give them, for example, if you give them American Alpha and yeah. went twenty minutes, if, they, if, mm. they, if they're on NXT where that right. the indie style is, is more yeah. accepted, yeah, 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 yeah. you said to them too, right, you two, American Alpha, or the revival, Bang. off you go. Yeah. Yeah. It would be yeah. unbelievably great. Yeah. Um, they they are tremendous. Um, still don't like the name Boot of Doom for a finisher. Um, we then had our second Hell in a Cell match. And yes. at the time, what happened on... I went back and looked through Twitter. What happened on Twitter is everyone went, hang on a minute, this isn't the main event. That means... Exactly what the main event. I've noted that this that is the moment I was furious to not have Twitter. Yeah, Because it was. It was that moment you suddenly go... Oh damn! We know what the main like, particularly as there'd been such. Yeah. Vince wasn't allowing it, and Vince wasn't was saying it mm. wasn't going to happen. That was a real. Oh. Yeah, and we'll come to the the place in the main, the actual main event in a bit. Did you not um, think? Oh, it's going to be the cruiserweight title. <laughs> 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 um, so, um, I mean, it's a great promo that they showed with Chris Jericho yeah. narrating the promo, Brilliant. which is beautiful. Is just wonderful. Um, uh, Jericho at the minute is doing brilliant things, and I. I don't know how Jericho's feeling, but I suspect this is probably his last real run at, yeah. the, yeah. the, at the absolute top. And he's really doing great things with That's it. So if he get, if you give him a chance, he will always grab it and go, right, what what, what do you want me to get over? Writing on yeah. a list. All right, I'll get that over. Well, even just a word. It. Okay, yeah. cool, yeah, I'll, I'll get over. Yeah. What? So no, it's just, it's a two-letter word, mate. It's just, he's he's so good. Um, one, one of my biggest bugbears happened in this match. Right. Regular listeners will be aware of what this is. Um... Why is the champ coming out first? I hate that. Never happens in boxing. Never happens in UFC. Shouldn't happen in wrestling. Isn't Mm -hmm. meant to happen in wrestling. There's no way the champion should come out first, ever. Ever. No. The champion is the champion. The champion comes out last. I will will whine about this. The only place it's acceptable is Rampage Brown's Atlas title because at the minute he's (laughs) defending that as open challenge. He has to come out first. Was there actually a reason? The evil just happened. It just happened. It just happened. It just happened. It's weird, isn't it? You know, and and stuff like that it, really? bu- it really bugs me, and it and it's it's just. I'm really confused now. That's the thing. <laughs> um, so um, it was a quite. It felt the start of this match was it was weird, and the, the crowds have been trained because it's a hell in a cell match. The problem is, is your instant, and it's something that the women did to actually make it different, make it different, and make it have a hotter start, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a while. Mm. Is is a hell in a cell match? So what you're expecting is. At least one ridiculous bump. You're expecting it to be violent. You're expecting the match to be at least 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Which means that the first five to ten minutes of any match can often be dead mm. quiet. Yeah. And this match was dead quiet to yeah. start with. In a weird way. Because you've got two people who are super over. Rollins is super over 
um, kind of as a baby face. He's not a traditional yep. baby face. Owens is super over because, you know, bears. It's Owens. Um, and, and, it, and it was, it just felt a bit, it felt a bit odd to start with. And they had to work super hard, and they did, they succeeded. Mm. They had to work super hard to get everyone into it without resorting to doing anything cheap or stupid. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is a sign of what brilliant wrestlers the both of them are. Because to to get yeah. the crowd into it without just going, without going panicking go. and going, yeah. fuck it, grab a chair. Let's or do something crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? See, it's weird because I didn't n- notice how quiet the crowd was because, as you know, my favourite thing is Kevin Owens in ring talking and conversation. Yeah. So I could just hear it that much clearer. <laughs> so I genuinely, yeah. as you were saying, I was like, my, my first three notes are things that Kevin Owens said, <laughs> and your first note is how quiet the crowd was. Yeah. And now it's like. Well, that adds up. That makes sense yeah. that I can hear him so one clearly. Of, one of my notes is what Kevin Owens, because there was a point where Rollins was really talking smack he's to me. Talking he just, to... And he just went, shut up! Yeah, and <laughs> as, as he was being stamped, though, so he's curled into oh. a ball being stamped on as Rollins is shouting, he just goes, shut up! And then good. he literally, he noticed that Rollins' gum had come out, mm. picked it up, was, said, oh, God, you yeah. dropped your gum, then chewed it, yeah. spat it in the air. I was like, oh, come on, you Oh, he's a master. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And again, as we always point out, a master of the English language from a man who did not speak the English language until mm. he was 15 years it's old. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Is, it's, it's so good. Um, why is Seth Rollins the architect? Why is he the only one who's got a trade? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's the architect, uh, is the structural engineer. Yeah. <laughs> I want more people to have trades. I want it to be 1980s yeah. WWE again. You want dentists. And, I want him uh, to come out. I want him to come out with a set square and um, one of those big things yeah. that architects yeah. draw on. Or a blueprint. Or if he just goes on hiatus for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had to get my full training, guys, but I'm back. I'd, buy, I'd buy Jericho as the florist. <laughs> I'd be on board with that. I'd buy yeah. Jericho as a milliner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, I, I mean, the, the match itself is is a good match, and then the the, the story mm. of it because that it almost feels like the first match full on brawl. The last match mm. in the cell is going to be a full on brawl. They've got to do something to set this apart, and what they did to set this apart was storyline stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which obviously involved. Uh, spraying a referee in the face with a fire extinguisher yep. so he opens the cage he buggers off and then Chris Jericho comes back through the door and locks it yeah it was complex wasn't now, it now we're watching this and my wife nudges me and goes look at this look how hard it is to lock a padlock when yeah. there's a camera on you yeah. and you're in a yeah, yeah, rush yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah. and again you know we're talking about little things that you don't think about like yeah. if I was Chris Jericho that would be the one thing I was nervous about in that whole thing is I'm gonna fuck up locking this padlock. Yeah, because yeah. that is. Yeah. I mourn as how like swift the referee just jumped in with him. That was where I was like, oh my god, nice timing off the referee. Yeah, yeah. He just got in a perfect timing. The only only thing that annoyed me on that is once he was in, he was kind of sneaky about interfering. No DQ, you're in the cage. That that should have just been a two on one beatdown and then it's over. But it was yeah. ages of kind of standing about and then when the ref looks away or something, getting yeah. a punch and it's like. No, no, no. <laughs> You've already broken the rules by being in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, based on trades, I mean, just from a point when Chris Jericho got lifted up, I mean, based purely on arse cleavage, he could have been a builder. He could yeah. have been um, a builder. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, I, I think it, it was interesting at the end in the, well, so wins wins, but then they, they let Jericho do some stuff in the ring and then they played Jericho's music. Yeah. Which is... I thought that was really interesting. Because I think they're going into Jericho against Rollins now, which 
I have literally no problem with whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It will be Fun great. Yep. Um, um, but we have a couple of questions about this. Yeah. Um, from uh, Dave Higgins. So, Jericho and Owens, who turns on who, and how does Kevin Owens end up on the list? Yeah. Right. So, who turns on who? I think it makes more. I think Jericho's starting to get cheered. Yeah, so yeah. I think Owens turns on. It makes more sense. I agree with that. It's it's felt like they've hinted at that once yeah. or twice, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. He did a weird thing with the list on Raw yes. last night, where he said he was like, "It's because it's getting cheered, even though he's a heel." He then said, "Oh, I'm not going to put them on the list because they don't deserve to be on the list," which was really odd to me because mm. yeah. you're you're intentionally Roman, not getting Roman, the yeah. yeah you're intentionally not getting the pop of doing it yeah, but then you're saying that somebody is bad but they don't deserve it didn't make any sense yeah, at all. I was like, oh no don't reverse this awesome thing <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's trying to do the thing that Kevin Owens does so well of not yeah. allowing the crowd to cheer your healing mm. which I think mm. he, he does great so I think there was an element of that but yeah it mm. didn't have that much um, what's he going to do to get on the list then any outlandish suggestions for what he's going to do to get on the list because ba- bearing in mind Humor has been a big part of the list. Yeah. yeah. Are they going to go humorous? He shreds the scarf. <coughs> I was going to say, it could be, be something scarf-based. Or throws it in a lake. Classic WWE. Throws <laughs> the scarf where it in a lake. Because it, it's a silky scarf. You throw it, it wouldn't even <laughs> throw yeah, well. Really it gets taken slowly. by the wind and goes the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, they recreate the Austin throwing the Intercontinental title off the bridge, yeah. but with the scarf. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Um, I think it's probably going to be scarf-based. It's got to be scarf-based. So. It's going to be... It's going to be scarf based, or he's going to do something with a list. But they tried doing that the other show, didn't they? Yeah, they teased um, it again. With where the list Braun Strowman ended up with the with the yeah. list. Yeah, I um, quite enjoyed that. <laughs> I was like, "Well, Strowman's got some timing, eh? Hey? We hadn't really seen Strowman in that kind of like." I love Braun Strowman. It was great. And I, again, he's one of those. Braun Strowman is going to be one of the next ones to get a you can't wrestle champ when he's yep. perfectly yeah. good at what he does. Yeah. And bearing in mind, Strowman has come from being a legit strongman. Yep. and doing strongman competitions yep. to having a couple of years training to being mm. on Raw. Yep. And a thing that William Regal always points out is you need you need people who look different. Yeah. The guy's like six foot nine and can lift up a lorry. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You need that in wrestling. You can't just have a load of five foot ten guys who are good at wrestling. You've got to have... And, and I think putting him against with Sami Zayn for a programme yeah. is mm. a great idea yeah. because... Sammy's going to bump like a genius. He's going to just going to yeah. bump like a little yeah. tiny little rubber ball around the ring for him. He's going to look amazing. But um, but yeah, so I think I think list based stuff might be the reason that he yeah. uh, he ends up he ends up out of it. Um, what if he just did the armbar too many times and then got the name wrong on the list that he made all those years ago? Oh, the original, <laughs> yeah. the original yeah. WCW. Yeah, that was move great. number one, armbar. He was just like, you idiot! It wasn't that one. It was like number one hundred and two or something. That's where Saturn's <laughs> finishing move name came from, wasn't it? So the uh, the three handled fa- uh, the three handled moss covered family credunza. <laughs> I'm impressed you can pronounce it. I can't pronounce which, that. Which which yeah. was Saturn's. Uh, Sort of uh, suplex finisher he used in WCW Brilliant. was one of the That's moves on, on Chris Jericho's list, <laughs> and he was friends with Saturn and they did it as a joke. Okay, so okay. Um, still one of my favourite promos of all time. Yeah. Um, I love it. Um, uh, Glenn, uh, I think it was Glenn Frost, rather, uh, my, my autocorrect is put it as Glenn Frost, but Glenn Frost. Um, uh, has Kevin Owens' reign been a success so far? How do we feel about this, chaps? I think it has. I think. I, Kevin Owens and Jericho are two of the biggest things in wrestling at yeah. the moment. That that yeah. partnership and combination. He's he's going against Seth, who 
everyone loves and they are obviously building him with his mm-hmm. his his authority feud and whatever else. So yeah, I think it's been great so mm-hmm. far. Yeah, I think it's been interesting that because they have it's, they've just coincided with the rise of Sasha and Charlotte yeah. and starting to main event. So it's it almost feels like they've been pushed down the car, but not because of their skill level. No. Like, not because they're not... It's just a, no. an evolving time at the moment. But, yeah, I, th- I think so. I, what I'd like to see, though, is... Like, I, I love Jericho, and I love the, the kind of double act that they've got. But Owens can mm-hmm. go, and I, re- I just want to yeah. see him and Rawlins in a you know a 30-minute match. Yeah. Like, just yeah. go at it. And that's what's, what I think they're going to do fantastically. Though, because it's the same with, with when Seth was champ, how he spent ages just being... The cowardly champ, yeah. the cowardly heel, cheating to win, and then when that special main event came along, you'd go, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this guy's possibly exactly. the best in the world," yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then just put on an amazing match. Yeah. So, I think it takes a lot of of dedication and, and restraint to play the role that Kevin Owens is playing when he can yeah. really go as well. All right, uh, Polly, do you reckon he's done a good job? Yeah, <clears throat> can't really say much else. I just I like the fact that Jericho's Jericho. I don't want to say he's polished because obviously Owens is as well, but he's been around for so freaking long, yeah. and you just love him because mm. of his history. And like Kevin is coming, and he's like he's so different. I think now because what's been changing and putting them both together, it's just I don't want to say it's like polar opposites, but it's just like such a good combination because we never expected what is it like Kane and uh, Daniel Bryan to work. Yeah, and now seeing them both together is just freaking hilarious mm. with like the little thing they got going on. It's, it's like. Um, it's almost like they've gone. Do you know? Um, you know that most American humor is actually Canadian humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, what yeah. we're gonna do. Canada's just gonna take this place over. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. What was it on Raw? I think it was on Raw where they were talking about the U.S. title and changing it to the Canadian title. And so you're saying about making the U.S. title relevant and like, yeah. like you have to put a bit of xenophobia on it. I was like, that'd be a great gimmick. Yeah. But yeah. a great yes. idea is them to set up. It's been done. Jer- oh, has it? WCW. Ah. Landstorm, oh, yeah. Landstorm, Landstorm won the US won, title yeah. uh, and turn it to the Canadian title. Oh, nice. Just If it's Jericho and Roland next, do you think that means that Kevin's going to go do something different or will mm. he still be there kind of helping his best friend? As I think because it? it looks like they're probably both going to end up in the Survivor Series match, mm-hmm. so, which surprised me because I thought it would be Owens defending his title against a challenger. Um, so... I don't know. I think I, I think the Survivor Series match might end up being the reason they break up, and Owens' yeah. next challenger is Jericho. Yeah. I think Owens yeah. will keep the title to WrestleMania. Mm. That is the great thing about Survivor Series is that I, I didn't realize they'd be doing that properly until I noticed like yesterday. Is that yeah, all the champs are in the teams, yeah, so they're yeah. not going to have title matches. So that That's means yeah, there, there could right? be a yeah. load of storylines that come out of the matches, which is really cool. And it's going to be, and you bear in mind, if there's going to, if they're going to be traditional Survivor Series matches, they're normally half an hour, forty minutes yeah, long. Exactly. Yeah. And Survivor Series is going to be a four-hour pay-per-view, which is another good reason we're going to have a week between. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, <laughs> could be so long. Yes. Um, then on to the cruiserweights. Um, uh, TJ Perkins against uh, Brian Kendrick. Um, two people I like a lot. Yep. Um, it meant we had to uh, we had to do a bit of a promo uh, so they could set the ring up. And and this is something I've been asked a few times. Is it, and I think we've mentioned it already today. It, is it making it feel too different and therefore inferior yeah. to the WWE's product by by making it by setting it apart? Because it it seems it seems a hell of a lot of effort just to make it look. Yeah, different. it feels yeah. like it's something they've started and don't want to look silly. Like, no, yeah. well, well, no, it's we, it's really good. And it was like, <laughs> is it worth? Is it really worth all the effort? Well, it's definitely worth all the effort. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 you're just being st- stubborn now, really. Yeah. But 
And that, yeah, I think that is part of the yeah part of the issue. Um, might be a girl thing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the, the different colours and all the bright lights and stuff. I'm just like, ooh, I'm actually really fun. paying attention now. Actually, I think T.J. Perkins' entrance is brilliant. It's yes, it's genuinely yes. good. Um, the build for this has been good because it's been different. Yeah, like like the the Kendrick thing of him saying, "I need you to let me win." Mm, yeah, like the Kendrick using the psychology and that sort of way, them bringing up their past together, is great. This match, it suffered a little bit from being after a cell match that yeah. had a big old table bumping yeah. into the biggest stars in wrestling in yeah. it. And it also, I imagine if this match, you took that match away, put it on a progress show in mm-hmm. front of our crowd, right. they would go nuts for it and say it's the best match of the year. Yeah. Because it was mm-hmm. great. It was yeah. really good. Everything in the match was good. Everything yeah. in the match was solid. Yeah. But in a big arena, after something that big, it felt like almost cruiser. Because they're cruiserweights, it needed a bit more flippy stuff. I was going to say, to I, make yeah. people to set it apart. That was exactly the kind of note I made, though. I think this is a deceptively important match because yeah. they didn't just go to the, the flippy stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't become that it's insert cruiserweight here versus insert cruiserweight yeah, here. Which is and what you, WCW did quite which, which, which doesn't get you anywhere. And I think that they did a good job. And it made me think instantly as well, similar to. Um, Macross and, and, and Mandrews at the weekend was that yeah. as soon as they come down because they can do some really good f- flippy stuff there was chance for flippy stuff and they didn't do any until that died down they yeah. you know they did just some some they had a battle they did some holds and then when they they, they got to flippy stuff it's one of the best end sequences Literally of a match I've ever seen the best the best <laughs> final two minutes of a match I have it's ever stunning. seen but, but that was seen. a similar thing here you know particularly um, Perkins can do a lot of stuff, mm. but I think it's really important for that a division to have matches like this. And I mean, we mentioned the six man tag at the beginning, mm. which they had another six man tag on Raw this week. And again, it was kind of that interchangeable. It's it's light people. We're going to have yeah. some flips yeah, and something. It's, stone. Yeah. it's like there's no parts of the division at the moment. They're kind yeah. of six yeah. man throw around stuff. Here's, here's whoever we want, and yeah. then there's actually a storyline. And yeah. it's why I'm excited. For for people like Jack to come in hopefully and things like that because they feel like people who you're going to build storylines on it's not just going to be look at the cool spinny stuff and I love to look at the cool spinny stuff but it's you've got to build those individual characters and I think that's what this match did I think I mean the the finish where they they did the the injury angle yeah sucker him in yeah Yeah. was and it was it was quite believable yeah because you watch it going okay I mean, the first thing I notice from watching it is the ref didn't do the X thing. Mm. So I'm like, and, and in some ways I'm glad yeah. because I've mentioned this before. I hate that's it because cool. that's yeah. there for when someone is genuinely yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah. And companies knowing that fans look out for it, they shouldn't be doing it. Um, so I think from that point of view, it, it, it wasn't too serious. It wasn't him. It wasn't him like pretending yeah. like a neck injury or something that that is too is a little bit too far yeah. past yes. what you're allowed yeah. to pretend to do. But it fits in with Kendrick's character. And Kendrick is now a cheating douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And, and, yeah. and and one of the strongest right. heels that they've got. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Really Absolutely is. brilliant. Comes straight back in and, and you know, super experienced and, and one of the he's one of those wrestlers that most people have got only good things to say about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for him to come in and be and be as good as he is. I'm surprised they switched the title, if I'm honest. Yeah. I thought because TJ was the first champion, I thought they would have given him a, maybe a, a long run. I agree. Yeah. Again, it's, it's it's nice to have a surprise every now and then. Um, it is. Can I just quickly ask who watched live 
and who watched on yeah, replay. Yeah. Harsh recording. Because I know mm. that the recorded version edited out the highlight of the whole event for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a crowd well, member. There was a crowd. Oh, there was a shout from a crowd member that was bleeped out because I only noticed because my mate was watching it yesterday. <laughs> well, I noticed some, yeah. like, some silence. Yeah. Yeah. A member say? of the crowd, as 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 Kendrick was on the floor, shouted, "Get a hair, get a fucking haircut, hippie." The nineties sucked <laughs> really fucking loud. Just oh as he's God, on the yes. floor, so by us, went, get a fucking haircut, hippie. The nineties <laughs> sucked. Down the, and I was down just like, the yeah, was wow, so this is just, and it was so clear it and so perfect. Really that was so good. And then yeah, um, um, I said I was messing a mate of mine. Going, did you hear the guy in the crowd? He's like, what? And then he was listening out and noticed the silence. Sometimes so. cra- the one one little thing from a crowd can properly get to you. Um, I <laughs> so good I put the atmosphere at so progress shows partly down to Sam. Because I'll take that. Right. I'm not sure why yet. <laughs> okay. Because well, you, you came to the first few progress shows yeah, yeah. along with your noise next door cohorts. Yeah. Um, and because you are a performer, you definitely started quite a few of the, the funnier oh, chants when we well, started. Really which, one start? um, which one did he start? Which one did he start? Well, of them. I remember one of. Yeah, the, I don't know what story you're going to tell, but I mean, I, mean, I remember the, the Nazi staff one in particular. Yeah, which it wasn't a Nazi staff, it was regal. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, the Nazis were super regal people. <laughs> <laughs> they were boss, man. <laughs> That's regal as hell. Every now and again, you'll hear just one thing shouted out. One of my favourite ones, and it. It's a story I sometimes tell on stage. Is we had a show, and you might have been at the show. We had a show where there was a kid in the front row, and I told him to lie yeah. and pretend he was fourteen. <laughs> so whenever I go over to him, and go, "How old are you?" He go, "I'm 14 And everyone chanted, "He's 14 and it was it was brilliant because he was okay, underage okay. and he wasn't meant to be in there. He was ten. Um, he was ten. He was ten. Yeah. Oh my god. His dad bought him. His dad bought him. But his dad was a journalist who was reviewing the show, right. so like it, he didn't. We didn't realise, and we thought we can't send him home. So I was sitting in the front, and I just kept asking him how old he was, and. There was a point where the first time I go over to ask him how old he is, I go, um, excuse me, young man, how old are you? And everyone sees that he's really young and everyone thinks the show's going to get... Some, some people go, the show's going to get closed down. And I go, how old are you? And before I say, how old are you, you can hear one bloke who just goes, oh, fucking hell. Like, and it's really loud. It's really loud on commentary. And I'm like, no, that is good. Yeah. And every now and again, just one... Have you, ever, have you ever had someone shout something out during one of your matches that has nearly made you corpse rather than you or are you too focused on what you're doing oh there's been a few has actually been quite a few really I, <laughs> like what just like a progress or in general it, really? just in general in general oh this is this was just like one because I think I'm better now at it but when I remember when I was first starting out I was being like a little bit of a whiny bitch and I was yelping <laughs> over my arm or something and someone said, uh, "Just this one made some comment to me, and I just yelled out, shut up, you old cow. And then everyone started laughing. And then they all, I don't know, for whatever reason, they all started going, like the, the seagulls from Finding Nemo, just going, mine, mine, all of the fucking... <laughs> doing, I couldn't even, I don't even know why, and I was trying so hard to stay in pan, but I was, like, bent over in tears, like, laughing so hard at it, man. It was, that was probably the funniest moment One of me. my um, favourite things to do um, when Jimmy was heel champion. Yeah. And a lot of people noticed what I said to him when he got in the ring on, on Sundays. He got in the ring and he stood in front of me uh, and I said, welcome home, because I, I mean it, because yeah. I'm happy to see him wrestling again, because you know, for a long time I thought he might never wrestle again with his injury. And loads of people noticed it, and I was like, oh, cool. I'm glad you guys noticed it, but I'm also glad that none of you guys noticed when he was evil heel Jimmy and he'd get in the ring and get in my face at every show. We would try and make each other crack up. That's <laughs> yeah. all we would do, yeah. is yeah. try and make one of us break character. Yeah, because that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, good, yes. Yeah. On, on Sunday in your match, Ginny responded fantastically to someone yeah. shouted something. And she was on finger. the top, top right, which just said, 
it doesn't even make sense. And then, yeah. the, then did her big move. And it, again, it went off. It went over really well because people were like, yes. Yeah, that, that was a moment bent over, trying not to laugh. But like, I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. Points, yeah. Honestly, Zack Saber Junior is brilliant at it. Like someone, one bloke will be chanting something, and he'll just go. It'll just. Stop and just go, yeah, man, I'm a bit busy at the minute, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at doing yeah. that. Brilliant. He's brilliant. Um, right, where are we? Let's see. So, um, New Day against Sezamus, uh, as I've written them. Sezamus. Chinzano. I've been calling him the neutral zone. Nice. Oh, nice. Swiss and Irish, and I just think, they're they're infamous for yeah. not partaking in anything. Yeah, the Irish. Like nice. Nice. Done. Or pots of gold because leprechauns yeah. have pots of gold and the Swiss have the, the Nazi gold. Yeah. So, yeah. so many options. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I think Chinzano wins. Chinzano, absolutely. Chinzano, <laughs> racist gold. <laughs> Because yeah, leprechauns, you can't talk as racist to say leprechauns, yeah. and Nazis were known to be quite racist. Um, <laughs> probably not a name that will stick. I, don't no. think. I love that um, one of the lines, I love that they're, they're so meta now, uh, the New Day, that they can say lines like, <laughs> like <laughs> Xavier Woods can say to Kofi Kingston, dude. The pandering is at an all-time high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> You can say that line yeah. out loud because, of course, Kevin Kingston is from Boston, and I love yeah. the fact that he even went, "I'm from Boston." I know we've all got the Jamaica thing going on, yeah. but I'm from Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a promo in the middle of the ring, <laughs> brilliant. It's tremendous. Um, they also on again. We we kind of flitting a little bit but on, on Raw their Halloween costumes oh, we've got a question about that which is genius we'll go straight into it we'll go straight into it because um, so remind me what the, the Halloween costumes are was so it? it was Papa Shango the Godfather and and Cameron um, um, Mustafa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> the three the so three uh, three of the incarnations of, of one man yeah, 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 who yeah, now yeah, runs a strip club in Las Vegas of course he does yeah as the Godfather, <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. Um, I must. I'm going to Vegas in March. Yeah. I'm there. I am Go there, there and um, I'll have your microphone. Interviewing for Tuesday Night Joe. Um, <laughs> on it. So one of the questions we got asked was from Danny Hayes. Says um, because of their costumes on Raw, mm. and in particular, it was uh, Big E who was went full nation. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Um, so what stable would we recreate if we could recreate a stable from the past? What are our favourite stables that we'd like to recreate? And we, if we've got suggestions for who would go in that recreation of the stable, then brilliant. Nexus. Right, to recreate the ne- you got Nexus. Nexus immediately, Nexus. <laughs> Nexus straight away. Oh. Yeah, Nexus. Just with a load of NXT people just bumping yeah, the Nexus. Full Wade, original Wade, Nexus. Yeah, Wade yeah, Barrett, though, yeah. back in the tuxedo and the little flower oh. again. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no discussion on Wayne Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the most serious I've ever seen you. Yeah, 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 just, no, no discussion. No discussion, that's it, really. Yeah, Nexus. Sam, any thoughts on a stable you would like to reboot? JBL's cabinet. Oh wow! Yep, let's get let's get that going again. Who you could have uh, the new oh, what are they called the, uh, the the guys in NXT the massive massive dudes. Yeah, the authors, authors of pain. Authors, authors of pain. pain. Oh, because you need you obviously need like guys who look the same. Yeah, uh, and that would be awesome. Who um, would who would head it though? Oh, you'd have Kevin Owens now. He wears a suit. Yeah, you you could you could work that. I reckon. Uh, but I, I like that. It's an underappreciated stable. I agree. Um, I, it's kind of. I, I sent you a text on a similar thing, but you could do the. You could legitimately do the jobbers thing 
Yeah. <laughs> what was Al Snow's thing? And there was Jobs, no one. Mm, job squad. The job yeah. squad, because you have got yeah. Ellsworth and numerous people who've come in as <laughs> jobbers that are getting heading up a squad. Names. That is gold. But I, I, I forgot my excitement. I text you about this. I think I want for Survivor Series SmackDown jobbers versus <laughs> Raw jobbers. Because <laughs> you've both, on each side, you've got people jobbing for, for Braun Strowman and you've yeah. got. Oh, it'd be amazing. I, mean, I don't know if Braun Strowman's appearing on Raw. Next next Monday, but I'm going to be in the audience, and I am more than happy to be murdered by Braun Strowman. I'm, to... <laughs> I'm more than happy. Sign, you got to write, do have a sign. I'm, I will write out on a sign. Mm. Um, more than happy to be murdered. I'm trying to think. Oh, brilliant. Was I, 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 the nation were brilliant. Yeah, they were great. Um, really um, good. And the original incarnation of the nation was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it started getting a bit a bit confused. And then and then with the rock, the the rock, um, and uh, Farouk. Leadership battle was. I loved it. Oh, it was so. And it good. was it was great because it was a natural thing as well. Yeah. The Rock was the intercontinental level guy, and then started to outgrow everyone. Do you know what? I don't think anyone's ever tried to redo the NWO. I'm only kidding. <laughs> 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 tried to redo the NWO. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, the, the ending for the New Day match was a bit. I get why they were. Go- it was a creative ending, yeah. and they needed a creative ending because yep. you needed to not mug Seamus and Cesaro mm-hmm. off who are both yeah. legitimate stars and you needed to not make New Day look too daft yeah. yep. yeah. but it was a bit it, again this goes down to this admin of timing thing it was yeah. a bit like because Xavier Woods was in the sharpshooter for around about half an hour you know he was it, it was it was tricky to get the timing right which meant it was a great idea yeah. for an ending but a on the message. But yeah. this ending makes so much more sense if you watch the Raw pre-show. Did you see what question they asked New Day? No, so Philip was... said, oh, how?" Uh, it was like a question from Twitter. How are you going to beat Cesaro and Sheamus? And they all, without a beat, just went, um, pinfall or submission. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. and it was funny at the Amazing. time. And then in the match, I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been better oh, if they'd gone, cheating. Yeah. <laughs> well, can, we, can we just point out that this was a tag team match mm-hmm. involving five people mm-hmm. and one heel <laughs> yeah. yeah how rare how rare a combination of situations. it is, how it is that, bizarre. The, the maths in that is just mind boggling <laughs> how, how they've managed to get to that um, uh, Good Brother Potter <laughs> asked is it time to take the belts off of New Day because you could argue they don't need them um, they are super over I think my fear on this is if they do take the belts off them, is they'll try and split New Day up, which I don't want them to do. No. Yeah. And my thing was... <laughs> <laughs> Look how yeah. this I haven't had bootios yet. They need to yeah. stay together to at least have those first. Does anyone worry about a corner of a bootios box taking someone's eye out in, in such a nation? <laughs> yeah. In a nation that loves litigation so much. Yeah, um, it'll be gone. Yeah, um, what will we do? Are we going to keep them... I'd ca- I mean, you've got to... D- y- y- if you're going to take it off them, you need to take it off them for... Another big tag team, and mm. again, I think the Sheamus and Cesaro thing has actually worked bizarrely well. Really but well, yeah. that's not someone you're gonna. I don't think you put the belts on a tag team who haven't got a name. Essentially, yeah. as we said, it's so yeah. <coughs> Smackdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, yeah. true, true. true good um, yeah, I mean, I presume, I presume you two guys are on board with this as well. You want? I mean, you Keep clearly them. love New Day, Polly. So. Yes, I don't like it. It's like when Nexus split. It's like. It's too soon. I still, I'd, I'd, I'd like <laughs> to keep it with them and have one of them go for, as you said, a singles belt of some yeah. sort. I'd like yeah. uh, Xavier as the cruiserweight champ or something like that. Yeah. So they are, oh, there's three of them and they've got, and they've all got, yeah. they've got enough belts. <laughs> they can have a belt each. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's, it's very much a heel thing to do the free bird rules with a tag title. Yeah, yeah. yeah and 
I think my, my one thing with New Day is they were more entertaining as heels than they are as faces. They're still super entertaining now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing that got them over was being utter dicks as heels. Yeah. Being yeah. given a terrible gimmick yeah. and then just being, being allowed to be themselves, getting that over, and now it's like they have to be a bit nicer. Like yes. when they could come out and be so mean in their promos. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was still. still it was I still. Don't a, think it's that I can say it was still a heel yeah. win, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, totally. So, so yeah, they're, they're yeah, kind of the chills. Yeah. But Steve, Steve Austin was a heel, but got yeah, shit. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, you can. Surely they're going to beat the record now, though, right? Surely. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. so. Demolition's record now, isn't yeah. it? So they've got the actual proper WWE record, not mm. a brand split one or anything mm-hmm. like that. The full on yeah. WWE record. Surely. Nice. But, I mean, the right thing to do is have them lose it. A day before, <laughs> uh, if if you want to get over another team as he, uh, as heels, but mm, I don't yeah. see anyone who I don't see anyone who could take the titles off of them because Gallows and Anderson have been tainted by losing to them so often. Yep, yeah. they've had that. So uh, who's going to strong heel who's going to take team? it off? There's of no one. I could, shining I could, stars, I could, guys. Shining stars. <laughs> shining stars. <laughs> yeah. um, I could see when the um, the what's it called come up. I've forgotten the name of the tag team everyone loves in NXT. The American Apple. No, the. Oh, Dash and uh, Dash and Bob. Yeah, the revival. The revival. Yeah, revival. I could see the revival making a jump straight up mm. and going. We even if they jump up and give over their belts yeah. rather than lose it, say we want mm-hmm. an immediate title shot. Then I could see that being a a good team to take it. But yeah, yeah. Other than that, it is a, t- a tough one to think of a heel team that can mm. can can come in and doing it. Because yeah, American Alpha would be great champs, and there's yeah. numerous other options. But yeah, right to the main events. Now, this is a question specifically for Polly to start with. Um, now, women's wrestling is is going great at the minute. Um, did you ever think you would see a women's match in WWE headline a pay-per-view? Ever? No. No. I actually really did not. I mean, I presume <laughs> you hoped for it, but... I did never feel like it was lightly, so I actually never even like hoped for it. Thinking, oh, don't wish for that stuff or whatnot. So you just get disappointed or whatnot. So to be honest, that it does, it's fantastic. But it's like, well, I was pretty fucking wrong, wasn't I? Really? <laughs> That's why you never really try and like want to wish for things that would never happen. Of course, mm. I'd always say, yeah, I want to be the first girl to win a whole, a hell in a cell match because that'd be fucking sick. Mm. But it's just a shame you can't jump off the cage, isn't it? Really? <laughs> with with your watching wrestling. Certainly, when you were younger and growing up and stuff like that, were you were you more interested in women's wrestling, or were you as interested in women's wrestling as you were as men's wrestling? Because I, my big thing that I always say at progress shows is I want you, just because you're a woman, I want you to be treated exactly the same as anyone else who wrestles for us. And, and in the main, our fans do do that. And yeah. They, and they treat women's matches the same as they treat guys' matches. Yeah. Which is why we waited for so long to have women's matches on our shows is we wanted to make sure you were getting the right reaction as a conversation about with you and most of the, the women is that I don't want it to be that we're getting a weird seedy reaction out of, out of guys. That's yeah. not, not into that. It's not what our company's about. And I think WWE have took great strides in, you know, in over pushing. the last year in pushing women as uh, in the same way that we've brought this up loads of times. You've got athletes like Ronda Rousey who have mm-hmm. pushed yes. women's combat sports massively yes. so um, but when you were watching wrestling were you were you more enamoured with women's wrestling because you're a woman or were you more enamoured with just wrestling in general well 
like, to be honest, I didn't watch a lot of it when I was a kid. Like, when I was 11, I watched WCW. And th- as far as I remember, because I never saw it, it was any women's wrestling, but I think I once mm. saw a Medusa. And it she, was great. Yeah, she's awesome. But the thing is, the one time I saw her wrestle, she wrestled a guy. Mm. And the only t- thing I remember happening in that match was he shoved her, and she was down in the corner of the referee checking her for, like, 10 minutes whilst this other guy did a run-in. And I was thinking, mm. like... And after that, like, me as an 11-year-old was thinking, oh, is that what women do in the business? Don't care for women's wrestling. And that yeah. was me as an 11-year-old girl yeah. being like, then, you know, I'd never thought about doing it myself, but at the same time, that's what I saw. And that's why I was thinking, like, oh, yay, there's a girl. She's going to wrestle. It's just happy. And then, boom, down. Yeah, it's like, it yeah, it's like, okay, I, I prefer Goldberg and Sting. Sorry, no, thank you. They <laughs> really don't pay attention to stuff. But then, yeah, as you, like, get older and whatnot, like, um... Of course, you just love the men's wrestling, but yeah, I think when I was like started watching it again, the wrestling wasn't again like grabbing my attention the way the men's were. But I think that might have been down to the booking because you know, every single women's match on a pay per view for years was always a title match. Mm. There was never a reason. There was no like a grudge mm. match. There was no like qualms or whatnot. They had the whole Lita and Trish feud for fucking years. But when I started watching it, like I think again from two thousand and seven or eight, that there was nothing on. Mm. So. After a while, it was just like, oh, yeah, gimmick match, I'll watch it and stuff. But it was never, to me, like what the Attitude Era was, to be quite honest. Because mm. I had to go back and watch that stuff a lot. So, yeah, I think I was like more focused on the men's stuff, really. Because I, like, I was never like thinking, oh, I don't care for the women's, because I did. Mm. But at the same time, it was a bit like, well, the men's is always that much more impressive, really. So I always think it's, it's something they go to great pains to point out, is Sasha Banks' big inspiration was Eddie Guerrero. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what might be nice is in 10 years' time, they might be talking about a male wrestler whose inspiration was Sasha Banks. Yeah. yeah. Which would be brilliant. Yeah. That, that would be such a massive step. I mean, I, I say this in interviews all the time. One of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time is a woman. It's Manami Toyota. Who Good is choice. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Full stop. The end. Yeah. She is amazing. She's still wrestling. Yes. And she is absolutely unbelievable. Invented yeah. half the moves you see in indie wrestling. Yeah. Um, has been in something ridiculous like 15 five-star matches. Yeah. She is amazing. absolutely amazing. And every everyone else, every other woman from, from Japanese women's wrestling of that mid-90s era yeah. was nearly as good as her. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and that's a period of wrestling I absolutely love. But not everyone is aware of that. And certainly... If you're growing up and what you're seeing is is women's wrestling that is there more for titillation rather than actually being yeah. a decent sport. I, I, I'm always interested by whenever I speak to women in wrestling, often they're... Uh, if, if there is a woman who influenced them in wrestling, it's nearly always Trish Stratus or Lita who were the best wrestlers of that era. Yes. Yeah. Rather than it being... You, very rare you hear someone going um, Jazz, Jackie, Molly, Holly yeah, 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 but that's what I always think about them were they the best wrestlers of that era or were they the ones that were given the most time I, I say given the most time to be quite yeah, honest yeah. really like, I wouldn't put it down they're amazing like Trish man the fucking beating she took from those other girls man yeah. like seeing mm-hmm. her lose teeth stuff and Lita and stuff really was amazing but again I feel like that was because they got a lot more pushes mm-hmm. than the others because mm-hmm. I loved Jazz yeah, I loved she was I, great in ECW she was, she was, to be honest, my favourite. She was the reason why I actually searched up a match and then decided to try start training was mm. because of her, really. And she was always like my favourite because she was, what do you call herself, the baddest bitch, really. <laughs> and Jackie was always the hard nut and Molly Holly was just, she's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love her, man, to death, honestly. But, but they were, because that's the thing, is they're all good, you know, they're all good wrestlers. In the same way, like, when mm. Mickey James was there, she was a good wrestler. Yes, you know I mean? yes. And it, and it, but... 
then interspersed with that, there was always there was always and with that, I don't mean it as a derogatory. There was always the, the in inverted commas models. Who yeah, were, yeah, yeah. The girls who were bought in purely because they looked a certain way, not because they were great wrestlers. And that it feels that that ages. And again, you still need it's still casting a television show. You still need people who look different in various different ways. Mm-hmm. It does feel now that they've moved away from that. And if, like, for example, when my daughter watched SummerSlam with me, and she sat and watched it, and she went, "Oh, I'll, I'll, the women are good, aren't they?" Which wouldn't have happened a day necessarily yes. happened a decade ago. And she was, and also there was more than one women's match, which you know, like on this on this show on Hell in a Cell, there's yeah. two women's matches, like yeah. you say. Yeah. There's one it's undercard one, the and there's a main event one. Yes. So you're thinking, oh right, and then you know that there's still Nia Jax. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. on Raw as well, who's great. So it is. I think it's an interesting time, and having well, having it as a main event yeah. is is Massive. such a big step forward. Yeah. Massive. Now, can I just put over that I think you guys started putting two women's shows on Endeavor before Raw and uh, WWE did. <laughs> we did. Yes. Um, wink, uh, wink, nudge, nudge. We did. And, yes. Um, yeah. Quite proud of that. Uh, yes. Oh, well, I think it's exciting as well about the point we're at now. Is it's not. There was a point even when. The, the women weren't just models and were wrestling. It was excitement that, oh, that that woman can do one of the moves the guys do. Mm-hmm. And it was a big thing. Whereas now, the women are doing stuff the guys can't do or the guys haven't done. And that's what's exciting. Like uh, uh, Sasha's rule, a wall crawler double knees thing mm-hmm. yes. was amazing. And equally, the first progress show I went to with Polly um, and Ginny and, and Dahlia Black doing that double submission, everyone yeah. being submitted at once kind of thing. Stuff like that, I was like... I've never seen anyone do that. So it's that yeah. that creativity of of not just going, can we match the guys? It's like, no, let's look at what we can bring that guys can't. Because yeah. because of Sasha's size, not not many guys could land in that way and and, no. and grip on and then flip back and turn around and do it. Not a lot of guys could do that. Mm. So it's kind of it's, it's looking at what can we do that they can't do rather than how can we match up to them. Exactly. Yeah. It's looking at the strengths instead. It's great. I, I think it was a sensible decision to make it the main event as well. Not yeah. just from the fact that. This is a big story and uh, and a, a big rivalry between two people who've been rivals for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's the ideal reason to use a Hell in a Cell match. Like we were saying before, this is a reason to use a Cell. Mm-hmm. It's two people who genuinely hate each yeah. other, but also it's Sasha's hometown, which yes. instantly means she wasn't winning. Yeah. But it's Sasha's yeah. it's Sasha's hometown, which meant that the reaction that if you you look at when when Charlotte came out, Charlotte got booed a bit. Um, but people, I think, kind of begrudgingly respect Charlotte. Mm. But then when Sasha came out, it was an amazing reaction yeah. and really played up the fact that it's a hometown, which helped. Completely. It's helped because it should be main event. It is main event worthy. It's as main event worthy as the other two title matches on the card. Yeah. But her, it being her hometown, it's completely the right decision to do it. It meant 100%. that everything got the right amount of reactions. When people are tired and people have been sat there for four or five hours, it. it, it it's it's perfect. Do you and not you think know, it was weird that it they didn't announce it as being like? Oh, they could I've, have made much more of a big deal. Right? I, 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 think I, I felt yeah. that in advance, but I felt on the night that gave it an even it bigger reaction big, yeah. because it was a surprise because people weren't expecting it. It was that big. You didn't have time to adjust. You were like, oh my Maybe god! That's why people were the headlining, the and that's why it was such a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they both had fancy entrances, yeah, which is good. Yeah. Um, Alberto Del Rio's driver got to do a bit of work <laughs> for, uh, for Sasha. And um, can I steal Charlotte's entrance at some point, please? Can you steal Charlotte's entrance at some point? Maybe you've already had your Game of Thrones one. Well, uh, I was going to say uh, yeah. your chair was way better than her chair. <laughs> Do you want to know the yeah, real story about how that happened? Yes. 
fine. I'll admit this. <laughs> um, what happened is we turned up to, to set that show up. That chair was on the stage at the ballroom. <laughs> Who was it? And then Polly pretty much sat in it and wasn't going to get out of it unless we let her do it. <laughs> Proper <laughs> squawking, whining thing. You have to let me use it. That's great. Just like, are you going to wrestle if we don't let you use it? No! <laughs> Fine. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, but it was there from a club night the night before. Ah. Uh, and um, Amazing. And, and to so be fair, it worked pretty chances. well. Uh, where I was, it looked proper legit as well. Yeah. I was like, but I think, it was like I think Havoc wanted it. Yeah, as well, no. and and we're like, oh god, this is going to come down to a, a full on. Marty which, was yelling, which, as well. which Polly would win. Uh, yeah, Marty was even going at me, going like, "Oh, you get the entrance." I was like, "It's my gimmick." <laughs> <laughs> um, so they started this match with a long injury angle, which calls back to the Mick Foley thing, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. was used really well to set it up, and it actually meant that it gave it a hotter start. It was very long, the injury angle. Yeah. Very, very... And it's a ri- that's a risky tactic to try. Yeah. Because, you know, if it doesn't a, work, you've I mean, wasted a lot of time. We've got to quickly also give respect to how that injury came about, though. That powerbomb through, the, that was yeah. st- stunning. And again, the yeah. brutalness of, of Sasha being so easy to throw about mm. as yeah. such. It was like, damn, that, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's amazing, but yeah, it did. It did go on and on and on. And you but it meant that when she got up, when yeah. when she got yeah. up, ripped the collar off, went yeah. in, and every from that point on, everyone's like, right, we're all fucking on board now. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have to yeah. do a slow build to it. Yeah. It was like, yep, yeah, you've had to have five minutes of it being very quiet and very reverent, but then yeah. just boom, straight into yeah. yeah, it, it did. It did make it. I mean, Sasha's insane, isn't she? She really is. Yes, she really is. Like some of the bumps she takes are terrible, quite ludicrous, yeah. and knowing that she's hurt as well. Like there was one that she took. One of the more simple ones that was literally just over the top rope, bumped to the outside, where yeah. she just pretty much just took mm. it flat back straight off from the top. Yeah. Was that when Charlotte lifted her yeah. and just dropped? Yeah, yeah. Mm. sad man. Yeah. And it, and and if you'd only seen them wrestle once, you'd go, it's a bit careless. But yeah. when you realise it's actually just Charlotte, uh, it's actually just Sasha just going. No, I'm just happy just to flop around. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 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 but, it, it it was nuts. So so not being a wrestler, obviously. Like how is she? Performing, especially the suicide dives. Like, is she performing those right? Because she always looks like she, like, kind of overrotates and then just lands like a weird balled up scorpion. And like, like, is that right or is it just that's just how it's she certain, performs it, it? It's as long as she's safe and the other person is safe, then it's right. Really, because everybody's different. Really, yeah. like, everyone has their own like unique characteristic or might work something in a particular way that it works for them because they may not be able to do the straight like catapult mm-hmm. grab someone some of them just turn and do a cross body and what not really so she wants to do it that way and I think it it works better for her because she's small so when she turns you can see her whole body splay mm-hmm. out before she hits Charlotte so I prefer her way to be honest if yeah so um Shane Bayless asked do we think that was the planned finish um, with her doing the natural selection? But she hasn't won a match. Charlotte hasn't won a match for in a long time. I definitely it think the plan finish was the table Charlotte was definitely meant to win. That yep. part of the plan finish yep. is definitely there. Um, I do think the fact that if you ever see someone thrown through a table twice, <laughs> that means the table's meant to break. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a table match at Progress on Sunday, there was clearly a spot where they didn't work. Exactly so they, what they I was did thinking as well. You, again and again and again. You kind of thought, right, well, she's small again. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's going to be hard to break table with her. But, fuck that. Body guy Roy Johnson's a big old lad. And he had to be thrown like three times to break that yeah. table yeah. of progress, didn't he? So sometimes that's just how it's going to... Mm. 
land, I guess. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you into a little secret. Like tables are gimmick to make them break slightly easier. Mm. Um, I think I've explained this before when we had the famous London Riot Sumerian Death Squad match yeah. with the tables that were made out of jelly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what so had happened there is we bought, bought the tables and they didn't have the wooden support beam underneath right. them. What you normally do is when you get the tables delivered, the wooden support beam's there, you make two little cuts in them yep. just to make it a bit easier. Yeah. But they still, like, you don't it's cut, you don't cut them so the minute someone lies on them, yeah. it collapses. Yeah. Yeah. You just cut them so people don't rebound off them because yeah. that's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think because of where they suspended it in our match, they'd suspended it in the corner and trying to spear someone through a table like that, that's hard. Yeah. That's yeah. hard work. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, very hard. The weight yeah. needs to be central, not like, because mm. it's upright. It's harder to be like coming straight through the centre, especially when you're not looking where you're I would say in. check out the uh, the official progress page on Facebook for mm. um, uh, uh, James Musselwhite, who does the portrait of the wrestler stuff. Mm. Um, he's shot his photograph here in the past, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. uh, James, he's, he's a great guy. Makes, he takes amazing portraits of wrestlers. Yeah, he but he was up in the sound booth where John is, um, and took an amazing photo of Dahlia Black when she's literally a second away from going through a table. Wow. So she's been uh, accidentally bumped by her boyfriend, yeah. and she's just and it's mm. just literally her just falling, and it's amazing. one of the most amazing wrestling yeah. photos I've ever seen. Fantastic. Um, because luckily she went very safely through I a think, table. I think you think all of us would make comments there saying like, uh, no pressure, Dahlia, but you're really small, so good luck going through that table. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. properly, I think, chucked herself into that to make sure it would work. So yeah. Go her, man. Honestly, props, D. Yeah, she did. Um, yeah, she did well. Mm. Um, so, um, I mean, I, an enjoyable show. We have two two more questions. One about the show in general um, is from Ian Hamilton. So we have three cell matches on the show. Mm -hmm. Is it overkill having three matches? Would it be better as a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view if just, there's just one Hell in a Cell match? Would it mean more? Yeah, potentially. Mm. I think it could. Um, but definitely, mate, if it's, un it's literally <laughs> unique then, isn't it, in, in mm. that yeah. event? I'd, I'd, I'd argue that all three of them were kind of worthy of it, mm. though. Like, Roman yeah. and, and, and Rusev have yeah. been going at it a long yeah. time. Mm. Um, the Sasha and Charlotte one, has, as, as we said. And then if you've got two other matches and then your main the universe like you've kind of got to put that in there it's, yeah. it's, it's hell in a cell that kind of has to be in there as the main event keep so. Jericho out yeah. and then that plays into the yeah. storyline of then him locking himself in yeah, yeah. I do feel they all had good reason for it I, I would agree I would say you generally want to build up to that And but yeah mm. I'd say the hell in a cell has had overkill in general yeah. Yeah. to what 36, 37 hell in a cell matches in history <sighs> when there was two of them the first two were so good so Undertaker Shawn Michaels is one of the best matches mm. in WWE's history mm, yeah. And then it's not a good match per se, but Mankind yeah. Undertaker yeah. is one of the most important matches yeah. in yes. WWE history. And yeah. the reason I like wrestling, because if yeah. I wasn't mm -hmm. flicking through Sky Sports the day I saw that happen, I mm -hmm. wouldn't have got back into wrestling when I did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's such, you know, everyone remembers that match. So yeah. it's so important. Definitely. Um, but then it has kind of, and there's been some cell matches that have been Kenlin in the cell. Anyone? Garbage. Uh, <laughs> you know. So there have been some, but I think the overkill hasn't come from this pay per view. Yeah. No. I, I mean, if, the, if every match on the card was a Hell in a Cell match, definitely. But at least we had yeah. some light and shade on this card, I suppose. Yeah. It makes it difficult for them, doesn't it? In terms of like, oh, what do we do? Yeah. Like, yeah. Quite a lot of similar. Like, there's, I was you know, say, the tables coming out. You had legit. You you could have had f four. F Feud-wise, yeah. because of the cruiserweight one, I'd say that was yeah. as, as heated a rivalry again. That they're they're building this; it's gone on for years and years. Yeah. So that the, they were uh, 
careful with their choices. It wasn't just throw them in there, but yeah. No, no, I'd agree. I'd just like for them to make it... This is going to sound so stupid. I'd love to see New Day in there because, as you say, they take the piss so much and I like to see yeah. how they would actually still... They can't be, like, all-out nasty, so what would they do because they would make it so much more different yeah. with the mm, stuff they yeah. get up to and whatnot, really. Yeah. I'd love to see that, to be honest. That Put them good. in there, please, next time, Vince. I'd love New Day <laughs> in a, yeah. a, a tag team elimination chamber, all three of them in one chamber. Just messing about for ages <laughs> and last to come out. Just and the was, trombone. Playing the trombone and that? have it soundproof. So what, just, wasn't that like an elimination chamber when like someone climbed on the top of it and they just pulled their legs through or something? Yeah, they were like, yeah, trapped yeah, in the corner that. or something. Well, well, something. We need more of that. that. Tag team elimination chamber. Oh, God, yeah. Were okay, they? yeah, let, let's not talk about that one, <laughs> shall we? No, that wasn't the best. That was, gr- that was great fun for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Um, so many people in one match. So many people in one match. Just what was it? Was it who who climbed to the top of the cage and they were all under there for like what was it like two minutes before he finally dropped? The luchas. It might have been that was, yeah, yeah, was that was great. That was good fun. Final question, uh, Borak Sesgan. Um, injury isn't an issue. This is addressed to all four of us. Injury isn't an issue. Right. We all have to take a bump off the top of the cell. What do we take the bump onto? It can be anything. <laughs> what do we take the bump off the cell wow. onto? If injury isn't an issue, you've got to go for something ridiculous. Like a nuke. Oh, oh <laughs> not going to get injured. It doesn't matter, oh. does it? Michael Cole. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, onto his lap. Is the injury not oh. an issue for us or the person we land on? It's a different, different answer. Okay, so we don't get injured. We don't get injured. Oh, awesome. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I, I thought we were actually feeling like, okay, if we, had, yeah. we could do and we could go off anything to what we wanted, then I was thinking, okay. Uh, yeah, light, thinking light tube log cabin for me. Nice. Why? Because I've always wanted to go through some light tubes. But, but, why a log cabin like you, man? So, because you cause just come out the front door afterwards. Well, no, no, or something. Right, <laughs> it's not a legit log cabin. It's it's because it's a type of it's a type of match that CZW have had. So it's light tube log cabins, just when you make sort of cubes out of the log uh, out of the light tubes. So they're right. all strapped together. So instead of you just landing on some light tubes, you're basically landing on a structure made of light tubes. Wow, wow. So it looks better. You look like one of the after victims of the Predator, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jim. Why would you want to do that to yourself? I just, you know, I've had a few ambitions. One was hit with a chair. That happened. Um, <laughs> so the next one is go through some light tubes. That's me. Yeah. Um, you what? spend too much time with Jimmy is your problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not doing it as any part of any storyline, just so we can uh, reveal this. Uh, Sam, what are we going with? Well, I mean, if you're removing the idea that injury can happen, then mm. you just go like, what like would you not do? The core of the earth. Yeah. So you get power bombs so hard off the top that you just keep going and going. There's, there's like a GoPro on you. Yeah. And you're just like all the way through all the layers. A pool of piranhas. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, have you ever seen any of the uh, the Japanese matches involving piranhas and crocodiles and stuff? What? what? No. Well, I'll send you both some links. It's fine. Thank you. In fact, just just in a bit when we've we've given you our, our Twitter handles. I mean, obviously not Pips. I'll just yep, have to forward thanks, them on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, tweet it later. Huh? Um, you will enjoy but yeah, yourselves. there is there is some amazing, especially in big Japan. There's some amazing. There's the scorpion cactus death match and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, properly nuts. I, I, nice. Yeah, the piranha one in particular, where a bloke just has to bleed a little bit and then have his head held oh, in, a, no. in a piranha in a piranha tank while some very dozy piranhas just go. Not fucking bothered. Nah. Oh right then. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've just ruined the I'm match. Not there, um, uh, but yeah, I'll send you some links um, or tweet us them if you find anything utterly ridiculous. Um, Polly, what you been? What you been chucked off on? I hate the fact you've asked me this question because I know I'm going to kick myself so badly, and regardless of what my answer is right this second. Uh, like if I'm gonna make some sort of Game of Thrones reference. I'm just gonna wait till like 
somebody like I, I think you know it would be um, New Day's lose the title. I climb up to the top, do what Toman did, just throw myself off the cage and die that way. Wow, that would be me. Wow, yeah. that is how bad. much. If you're listening to WWE, that's how much New Day having the titles means to Polly. Exactly. Yeah. Don't do it to me, guys. Just coming out of the crowd and doing it in a New Day. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, just like there. Involvement or storylines. I would, man, as well. That's the worst thing. I don't know. Like, I'd happily dive on to anyone. Maybe we could just replicate the table. Be awesome if it was like floating, because I don't know why jumping into the water seems so romantic. Can we just have it like floating <laughs> on a platform? And can I just dive into the water? Yeah. Never to be seen again. Yeah. Exactly. Just, just swim off into the night. I won't even off. swim. Just I won't come back yeah. up, and that'll like be the, the end of it. Oh, just. Oh my god, wouldn't that be awesome? Like, yeah, I'll get chucked off. I'll go into the water. Then they wait for me to rise, and I don't. And then I'm gone for like six months or something. They think yeah. I'm dead because they never found my body. And then you come back covered in seaweed. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, with a crab that sings under the sea. Yeah! Oh, yeah. I'll my Sebastian hair, dressed as a crab. <laughs> oh my god, yeah! You laugh, man. I'd actually suggest it to him too. Oh god. Um, hey, you know, it'd be awesome to be like thrown onto Callisto's trampoline and just bounce all the way back up. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes! That'd be the old Malucha move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get thrown off and then you just stood there I'm back, back yeah. up. Is, is Michael Cole your final answer? Yeah, I'm going with Michael Cole. <laughs> just, or or, or just, just a Michael really Cole. comfy mattress. <laughs> Why Michael Cole? Injury wasn't an issue and you're still going with comfort. <laughs> hey, injury may, may not be an issue, but comfort is. Yeah. Um, we're going to wrap things up. I'm going to let my, my friends plug some things. Uh, Sam, plug where you are on the internet. Because you're very good at tweeting about wrestling as well. So Yeah, um, well, I don't know, very good, obsessive about it, yeah. yeah. And uh, consistent. But yeah, you can find me uh, at, no- um, at Red Next Door, in fact. Um, but my comedy troupe is at Noise Next Door and we're... Live around the country all the time, so you can come and see us do giggles for you. And you do have a regular night in Brighton, don't you, as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, we do in, in Brighton specifically. Yeah, that's every uh, second Thursday. Uh, but then we're on tour again uh, in January, so we're coming to a, a small town, I'm going to say, <laughs> near you. Uh, on a hamlet near you. Yeah, on the um. tour. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a really fun tour. Um, and you can also check out, I do write a wrestling blog as well um, called Break the Wall Down um, for Inside Pulse. So you can check that out. Yeah. Excellent. Good work. Um, uh, Polly, plug your things. My things. Uh, okay, I'm Gothic Lolly on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow me if you like. Just don't. And if you don't, please don't. Um, that's all I can say. I have I have Facebook as well for my wrestling account as Pollyanna Wrestler, which you're welcome to add as well, which I share on my up. It's just everything that's a summary on Twitter and Instagram is there. Welcome to follow me there. Um, if you want to message me, please don't, because I really don't like speaking to people. But yeah. <laughs> she says at the end of a near three-hour podcast. Um, and, um, I, I would like to plug the fact that I can't tell the difference between Goldberg's music and the Game of Thrones theme tune. Really? They sound identical now really? to me. Yeah, really? honestly, the start of Raw this week, I was like... Mm. Why are they playing the Game of Thrones theme tune? And then Goldberg started coming out. I was like, oh, no, it's, it's Goldberg. Have a listen. You'll be surprised. Didn't you think for a second it was me making my debut? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, what's going on? This is so, an, an opening roar. That's well right. done. Thank um, you. Um, I've, I've got... I've, I'm doing my club night this Saturday in Milton Keynes. We are lizards. We don't do it there very often. We are lizards, yep. And then we're in Bedford next Friday on the 11th. So the 5th and the 11th, the last two of the year. And... Um, who knows if I'm on social media? It's kind of a mystery to me at the moment, <laughs> yeah. so I won't bother plugging any of that. I don't want anyone else g- g- getting the hit from it. So, yeah, yeah. just I'm about. <laughs> Distraction Pieces Network, there's loads of good podcasts. Check them out. Uh, I'm about. I'm about. Scooby's <laughs> yeah. I'm about. You'll find me. on his business cards. Scooby's Pit. I'm about. I'm about. Um, <laughs> uh, 
if you want to uh, push this podcast on people like uh, a drug dealer at some school gates, then it's jimsmormon.com slash TNJ uh, with all the links and all that jazz. Uh, you can get my stand-up special for $5 if you want it, jimsmormon.com slash mygirls. And then my little wrestling company, progresswrestling.com, demand-progress.com. Uh, I think that's all the plugs I need to do. At Jim Smallman on Twitter, use the hashtag Tuesday Night Joe. Don't forget, on Friday, we are doing Third Person Friday. Uh, third Person, third person Day. Let's, let's decide on the yes. hashtag. Third, third Person Day. Third, is it with a three or spelling yeah. out the word third? Spelling out the word third. Spelling out the word third. Uh, yeah, third. spelling out the word third. Hashtag Third Person Day on Friday. <laughs> We're all doing it. You're all doing it as well. That takes um, up so many characters already in the 160 character limit. Twitter's, Twitter's changing soon where hashtags uh, won't take up any characters. Oh, right? sound. Um, that that neither, will web, neither will web links and at the minute pictures don't. They've stopped doing that. Yes. So, um, Hopefully they can change that by Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> they can change that but they can't get you your account back. Account <laughs> Lovely Warren who sits in the corner and listens to us nobbing on. Um, uh, Warren, uh, wearebricks.com? Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, this is bricks. This is bricks. Oh, we are. Bricks. This is bricks. dot com. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, and chat Warren out because he's great. Um, uh, we're 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 proudly part of the Distraction Pieces Network. We're all going to sure. uh, we're going to. Uh, oh, we're going to do a network special. Oh, we are, That's going to yeah. be in a week or two on the on my podcast. So it's going to be me, Jim, S- S- Susie from Say Why to Drugs, and Jason from Stop and Search. So it's going to be the four of us probably sitting here yeah. and just chatting about. The year we've had as a network and as a as a collective, it's gonna be good, isn't it? Good job. We remember to plug that. Yeah. I'm glad we plugged it now. <laughs> we are useless. Uh, we're not. We're great. Um, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We shall see you next week. I've got a couple of cool guests coming up soon, so we'll speak to you next week. Cheers. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.